What's going on, Brookie Nation? We are back. Hey. How's it going, everybody? I am the Mackie Mouse. I am the Isla. And you are joining us for Storybrook Circus, your Once Upon a Time podcast. Episode Lucky 13. Lucky 13. Here we are. Back, back in the habit. That's always my sequel joke. It's a sister act joke. Because we're back in the saddle. That's my Muppet (laughs) Babies joke. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Those are both solid. We're going to clap. We're going to give ourselves applause for that. I hope everyone's doing wonderful. Uh, We are fresh off of our uh, number 12 bonus episode where we did not review a show because this we wanted to give this show its full glory we wanted to give it our full attention because there's a lot going on in this episode uh we have a lot of production notes we have a lot of stuff to talk about before i hope you guys enjoyed that bonus episode because we really do plan on doing more of those in the future where we're gonna take a, a little pause and and reflect on like the bigger picture instead of episode by episode i feel like we we learned a few things from watching from uh producing that episode and like some cool uh you know recaps and things that we can do in the future so Hopefully, um, that wasn't boring and annoying, uh, but we did receive a little bit of feedback, which we'll get into during uh, the Storybook Daily Mirror section. But before we do that, we would just like to talk about what the Storybook Circus is. I know I said it was a Once Upon a Time podcast, but I always get nervous that people are coming for the first time. So I just want to be like, all right, well, what are you getting into here? So we are a couple of wily, crazy uh, Disney fans um, who decided to restart our rewatch of once upon a time and do a podcast on it. We're going episode by episode. We're actually going to watch the episode on the air and do audio commentary. Uh, we're kind of a lot. Let's just say that now we're, we're, we're not for everybody. We are not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea. No, no, we're not. Uh, the one we thing never promised that, that. Yeah, we, we don't. And uh, we really we don't apologize. And we don't apologize because we try not to do things that we need to apologize for, right? We're just hanging out. This is like us hanging out on the couch and watching TV and talking shit. That's like, and like, that's like we really are what we do. who we are and you are who you are. And we will not judge anyone for who they are. And we just, we ask for that back. Agreed. Very well said, Isla. Um, one thing that we want to make very clear is that what you're about to hear uh, is the comments of two people who genuinely enjoy this show. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there who like do the shock value, like I'm just going to trash talk things because it's funny. That is not, that's not us. So uh, I we're hope very that's busy. Uh, why you're here. Like we're busy people. We are adults and we have families and lives. And if we dedicated this much time to something that we hated, there would be a much bigger problem. So Agreed. the fact that we do the show means that we really do give a shit about it and we respect I, <laughs> it, but we're also like very dry humor people. So yeah, sometimes that comes across in the yeah. show. I know, this, the time. I know this sounds like a response to something, but really we're just, we're just making sure that after that bonus episode, that was all us and no show, <laughs> uh, that we, uh, we just get that out there. So people know what our goals are and our goal is really to get you pumped about this show because we are pumped about this show Mm -hmm. we love the people who are in it we love the writing we love the storytelling it's a soap opera that's what we're here for i'm sure that's what you're here for because you love once upon a time otherwise why would you be here so first of all thank you for being here 
and uh, and listening to our crazy show, which we will do many more episodes of. But for right now, we got a nice a nice chunky one coming ahead, and I'm very very excited for uh, for something that we are going to read soon that made me really happy, which I'll tell you in just a second. Uh, before we get into our segments for the show, I would like to call out our YouTube fam. Let's say hello. What up, peeps? How you hey, doing? We, we record the first part of this show on YouTube as well on video so that you can see our smiling faces. Uh, so if you'd like to head over to our YouTube to see a video version of what you're listening to right now, you can uh, find us at the Storybook Circus, uh, the same as the podcast. You can go ahead and like and subscribe us on there and you'll find out when those videos get released. In fact, I release these pre-show videos uh, sometimes a couple days early or a day early so you get to hear us ramble about the show before the audio commentary part if you subscribe um and while you're subscribing maybe like a certain podcast app you can kind of subscribe on apple podcast too yes gonna throw that out there speaking of apple podcast speaking of apple podcast we're gonna get into our first section that we call the storybook daily mirror uh would you like to repeat for anyone who skipped the bonus episode just in case uh, you had some notes about that sound effect that I really I, I want the people to hear because I feel like they'll appreciate yes. it. So this is our daily mirror section where we talk about you, our rookies. Um, but that sound, Mac came up with it. And it is clearly, um, you know, newspaper boys yelling extra, extra, read all about it. Come get a paper from back in the Dizay. Um, but there's also this new little enchanting noise he put with it. That's, ooh, you know, <laughs> he had no plans to do this but it sounds exactly like spaceship earth from walt disney world's epcot um if you are not a disney fan that is the giant golf ball in the beginning of the park (laughs) and they basically goes through the history of human beings and it is that exact sound i don't know how he combined these two random noises to make one very specific (laughs) Sound, <laughs> I didn't grab it did. from Spaceship Earth either. I found a random sound effect that sounds identical, so it's kind of uh, kind of meant to be. <laughs> um, the Storybook Daily Mirror segment of our show. The Storybook Daily Mirror is a fictional newspaper in the world of Once Upon a Time in Storybook. It is, uh, it's just their daily periodical. In our show, it is the section where you all out there who are listening uh, can call into the show or email or send us a note uh, or rate the show, all that it's kind of stuff. Contribution this is, to this, this is your section. Yeah, this is all about you guys. Um, so we uh, we have some contributions to the Daily Mirror this week. Some gonna, is a oh my gosh, that is a loose term in this situation. We have a lot. We do, we do. We have we have quite a bit, and we will uh, actually save how to get into the Starbuck Daily Mirror for the end of the show. We'll give you phone numbers and uh, Instagram handles and all that stuff, so we can really dive in right now. So the first thing that we want to talk about. Um, we found out that our voicemail uh, can text message. You can text message our voicemail number instead of just leaving a voicemail. So I asked people to send in uh, a text message saying who you are and where you come from. And our plan is to make uh, a map of sorts and find out how far our Brookie Nation really goes, which I'm kind of excited about as a project. So uh, we got a few entries. I'm so like pumped. Um, I'm going to pull them up right now. I, I'm like a bad host and don't have them pulled up already. But uh, so we have a couple of people who would like to give uh, just some some shout outs. Uh, first off, we have uh, Leo. Leo's from Manhattan. He says, hello. 
Manhattan, New York. Uh, we have Lauren. Lauren's from Old Bridge, New Jersey. Uh, Nicole, one of our uh, our Discord moderators. Uh, she's from uh, Worcester. Is that how you pronounce that? Oh, Worcester. my gosh. Worcester. Oh, my gosh. It is this Worcester. This is my, my oh. most hated city in all of Massachusetts because I'm like, why the fuck did you spell oh, it like that? Oh, that was so There's scary. No Nicole. I'm so sorry. It's Worcester. Worcester. Uh, I didn't say Worcester. I knew it wasn't that. At least I didn't do that. Uh, and then we have uh, we have someone from across the pond. We have Alicia is from Liverpool, UK. Oh my god, that is so cool! Which is really really exciting. Oh, we also have uh, Caroline from Savannah, Georgia, as well. Um, <laughs> Leo uh, put a, a little note to say technically it's New York, New York, because Manhattan is not technically a city. <laughs> That's fine. Which which is true. He was like Mackie. He didn't want me to yell at him because I'm oh, from yes, New York. Oh yes, native also. New Yorker over here. I get it. But you're from Manhattan specifically, so when we put it on the map, we'll know we'll know where to go. Oh my gosh, um, Leo Gossip Girl over there. Love to right? see it. I actually found Leo. Uh, Leo, we have mutual Twitch friends, so he uh, was in a room with that I was in a chat room with, and then he came when I was streaming. He came into my room, and we started talking about random things and found out that we like Lin-Manuel we like in the Heights and he's like oh it's from it's from where I grew up like where I live and I was like you live in Washington Heights what and so we started talking and he was like oh you have a podcast it's really cool so then he came over to Once Upon a Time and now we have him as a brookie too so we it's nice to kind of build that little uh that little community thanks for joining Leo and Lauren and Nicole and Caroline thank you all for and Alicia Alicia. over across the pond thank you for joining our our little map. Our uh, I, know map. I, s- I know I said that I would um, bump how to get into the, the storybook Daily Mirror down the line. But if you happen to have your phone right now on you, uh, the number is 207-536-8512. If you just send us a text message and just say, hey, it's blah, blah, blah from here, uh, we will read that on the show next week. So, and we'll add um, it to our map. And we'll add it to the to the, our, our group map project. Um, next in the storybook Daily Mirror. We have our ratings section. Uh, so if you have to do it on Apple Podcasts, because that's where we're looking. Apparently, we've had, since we have someone from, from the UK, apparently the UK version of the ratings on Apple Podcasts don't come over into the US version. So she tried to put a, a rating, like a review in, and it didn't work. Like it just doesn't show us. Um, but you have to write a review uh, in order for us to kind of catch it and and see and put it on the show um but we have actually two ratings and reviews this week um from people we don't know (laughs) i know (laughs) which is very very exciting um isla would you like you don't have to read both of them i can read one if you want you can read both of them but uh if you want to pick one i think you're enough of my voice you do both it's fine This first one is from Annika Flores. If I said that incorrectly, I do apologize. Please call and correct me and say hi. It's okay. I said Worcester, so. Yeah. Um, titled Obsessed. Love that girl. Get to the point. If you love <laughs> Once Upon a Time and everything wrong and right with it, this is the podcast for you. I binged all of the episodes and finally caught up to episode 11, and I can't wait for the next one to come out. Love that the episodes are nice and long so I can listen while commuting or working. Thank you. So this is the thing I said I was so excited about because I'm sometimes a little self-conscious about how we run the show. I Because this is, it is a, a recording that we are doing live now, but we don't have interaction with how you are ingesting the show. That happens way after we record it and release it. So I, we don't necessarily know what your experience is like 
Uh, so when we put out long episodes, I'm like, I don't know. Do people not like this? Is, mm-hmm. is it better? So to hear someone say that they like the long episodes, because our episodes end up being long because we're gushes and we like to talk. Um, it's not not even on purpose. So to, to hear that you like that the episodes are long means that you like how we review them. So I'll just take it as a personal compliment. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for review. binging them. That's like a huge honor in my eyes that you can binge anything that is my voice so (laughs) thank you annika flores amen (laughs) and then our next one is from love chump titled loving your recaps i only found this show a year ago so your in-depth podcasts are so great you're so funny and i love all of the tv insider info i'm so anxious for you to get to season two because of a certain devilishly handsome someone's (laughs) i'm so excited to get into future seasons too for so many because we haven't met so many characters on the show yet i'm so like pumped uh thank you love chump uh thank you for calling us funny oh my gosh the highest of honors and then also thank you for calling out maggie's tv insider info he does work very hard on that and it is very (laughs) cool to interact with him on but i'm glad that people listening to it also enjoy his nerd talk i'm i'm a huge nerd guys i agree i also can't wait for season two because i know who you're talking about and yeah yeah we're gonna get there uh i'm a huge nerd and not only am i a nerd but i used to be in the film and television industry in new york so it's really hard for me not to get excited because it was my life to like how these shows got put together those little details were you know like so much of what i did um or was involved with or next to and i appreciated like watching other people who were like the experts at their field doing that so when i see these like wikipedia things and all that stuff i'm like oh i'm excited and i never know if the world out there is also excited at my nerd dumb so thank you for again validating <laughs> my dorkness I have, or or for both of us you know appreciate you thank you uh and last but not least our coveted Storybrook Daily Mirror section where we play your voicemails on the air. We got a voicemail this week that I am super excited about because I sort of peer pressured her into leaving a voicemail. <laughs> uh, and we have not yet heard her voice. So here, everyone, is Alicia from Liverpool, UK. Hi, Mackie and lowercase Isla. Uh, I've plucked up the courage to call in. It's Alicia from Liverpool in the UK. Um, Mackie's little message then on the voicemails just made me fearful because it said, have you rehearsed? And no, I have not rehearsed. (laughs) But I just wanted to call in just to say how much I love the show. You already know that because I say it all the time on the podcast. Um. I've been re-watching the episode just before I listened to it, and I'm having tons of fun. Um, I definitely prefer it when you uh, haven't watched the episode before, Mackie, because your um, your responses and the shock in your voice is definitely more entertaining. Um, I'm a massive fan of Regina slash the Evil Queen, which is crazy because she does some awful things, but is still my favourite character. So that is props to Lana Perilla, I think her name is, for playing that part so well. Um, but yeah, not much else to say. Just wanted to give you a call because you've been so insistent about what people calling. And <laughs> I get really nervous leaving voicemails, but I thought it was time. So thank you. Bye-bye. 
<laughs> Alicia, you could read the owner's manual of a lawnmower and I would be captivated by anything you were saying. I have a confession to make. I'm low-key obsessed with like UK and Ireland and Scottish accents. Love, oh my love God. them to death. Uh, oh. So I'm super pumped that you finally called into the show. I love that she I'm didn't even let so me off the hook. I'm so glad we peer pressured you into it. She's, oh. she's like, I just wanted to call you because Mackie won't shut up about calling into the show. <laughs> That's hilarious. And we true. own it. Uh, call into the show. Do. That's true. I want you to call into the show, so I'm going to keep saying it until you do. And then you did. Uh, this we is, love Regina. This She's is an absolute dirtbag, but we love she her. Is. We do love her. So that's uh, validated. And now I am forever, because you requested it, I'm going to n- like not watch the episode before Never. You can never it. watch not, the episode before I can't do it again. again. It would be, we it would be directly Alicia disrespecting down. Alicia specifically. We can't let her if down. I did. No. This is uh so this is for you every single time now. It's just gonna be blind watches. Uh I I didn't even realize it was different. I didn't because I'm I'm in it, right? So like outside view, apparently it's more entertaining when I'm suppressed. I need to tell I mean, you how hard I'm working right now to not try to do her accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad I just didn't spit my water out on YouTube. That would have been really embarrassing. <laughs> Wow. My dad uh, does that um, on accident with anyone that he's talking to with an accent. He will start trying to speak in their accent. And that is particularly concerning when you marry into a family of immigrants and, um, you know, you're not legally family right. with them yet. And your dad is like trying to do an accent. And he's right, right. So <laughs> I have picked up that terrible habit. So. I'm like, I'll like hear someone tell like, she's like, oh, it's Alicia. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's Isla. How are you it. doing? And like, <laughs> she's probably life. like, that's offensive. That's terrible. Don't do that again. You Ed Sheeran uh, wannabe. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, also, the, the voice, the greeting message on the voicemail is me just pretending that I'm funny and being like, okay, are you, you got it? Did you rehearse it? Are you good? I'm immediately going to take it out of the now because apparently it's like, yeah, I even You're do that. You're stressing people out. I'm stressing people out apparently. I got to change that greeting. The greeting's got to go. I'm going to do it. People probably call in, hear it, and they go, I'm not leaving. Not there, hang no out. way. Nope. I got to go. Um, so if you've called in before and you are nervous that you uh, didn't rehearse because I told you to, Alicia didn't rehearse and she did great. So we loved her voicemail. Sorry. I'm, I apologize Sorry. for my uh, my my pressure to get it perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. We love when you're just you and you're just talking like you're like you're 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 all friends as brookies. We're all friends. Here. We will not we're apologize for peer pressuring you to call in, though. No, no, no. Call I'm going to continue to peer pressure you. Please do. But I will. I will change the greeting because Alicia gets good. <laughs> uh, and that's the storybook daily mirror. So now we're going to talk about the show. Uh, right now we are up to episode 12 of the show, but now we're episode 13 of the podcast because we did a bonus episode. So the numbers are going to be a little weird for a second. It's okay. We only have a few more episodes before season one is done and then we'll be out of that mess. But for a little while, it'll be weird. Um, season 12 is called Skin Deep. It was, uh, aired on February 12th, 2012. It was written by Jane Espenson. Uh, who previously did uh, Still Small Voice. It's a repeat name. 
Jiminy, a Jiminy Cricket episode, right? When he, his parents got turned into dolls, but we're going to talk about that. Uh, and she also did Desperate Souls, which is the Rumple politics dark one. That was when he became the dark one. And in Storybook, they were doing the sheriff's thing. So she also wrote that one. She kind of seems like a bit of a heavy hitter writer in terms of the ones that we've experienced so far, at least. Uh, is directed by Milan Chalov. So a thing... I want. I need to make an insider baseball, <laughs> inside baseball sound effect or something when I talk about TV stuff. Uh, the thing about TV directors is that they don't even have to show up to work. The show pretty much has its own flow, and everybody really knows what to do. Even the shots when when they go to these this part of the troll bridge, they know how to shoot it. When they're shooting in the diner, they know how to shoot it already. So the director really doesn't have a lot of freedom to do very much like creative work the way you would in like a movie right so that's why a lot of these director names like they don't really reoccur often they just grab whatever director happens to be free in la (laughs) and bring them over the director's really just facilitating it's almost the way that an orchestra conductor is keeping time but he didn't write the music you know what i'm saying like he's not really doing anything the entire orchestra can 99 percent of of the song can do their own thing they're professionals they can read the music all they need is that when everybody stops together the conductor needs to be like okay everybody start and then he could walk out of the room and they can just keep going that's, that's kind of what a tv director is like they're there for very specific things and then the show runs itself hmm. um but writers, very specific, have a very specific flair and taste and style, and that's driving the dialogue and all that stuff. That's why we get a lot of repeat writers who are maintaining consistency and stuff like that. No one needed that information, but I had it, so I, I spit it out into the world. <laughs> um, character backstory this week. Uh, it is a Rumple and Bell episode we get bell for the very first time uh for the last two episodes we have teased the emily uh, deraven right emily deraven from lost uh which we'll get into a little later on but uh this is the first occurrence first of many uh for for bell a little retelling a little uh twisting of of the original beauty and the beast story spoiler i like it uh, yeah (laughs) spoiler we're already in love um synopsis for this episode After Mr. Gold's house is robbed, Emma keeps a close eye on him when it looks like he wants to track down the criminal himself and dole out some vigilante justice as payback. And Valentine's Day finds Mary, Margaret, Ruby, and Ashley having a girl's night out. I like it. I like it. Uh, And then for fairy tale land, uh, Belle agrees to a fateful deal to give up her freedom in order to save her town from the horrors of the ogre war. So we've previously already talked about the ogre war in, in the uh, old Rumpelstiltskin episode, right? The ogre war takes ch- very young children and they send them off to die or whatever. So that was that whole thing that Rumpel was talking about. Well, adjacent to this, uh, this is kind of across the forest Belle's interaction with the ogre war and how it affects her family and what she has to do to protect them, etc. Uh, so now that you know what the episode is and what the episode is about, uh, before we actually get into the episode, we'd like to talk some production notes. Production notes. This is a section where we <laughs> where we dig a little deeper into how they make the show, uh, some behind the scenes uh, tips and um, little stories and things that happen during recording for this particular one. 
Uh, we have a lot of production notes this time, rivaling 7.15 a.m. We have a lot. And I'll just give you a quick understanding of why this episode, and I think it's, it is one of the bullets in here, this episode was like 30, 40 minutes too long when they originally cut it. They cut like two shows in one and were like, oh my God, we need to shorten the show down to 45 minutes or whatever. I think it was like 65 or 70 minutes. So they, they do talk about a lot of things that were cut out. They reworked the way that they told this this particular Rumpelbell story. It actually started as something else uh, and they had to you know, pivot a little bit because it just was too much information. Um, so a lot of these are going to be um, deleted things, but uh, there's also a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of like prop things. Some of the solutions for cutting down the material instead of having a scene where people talk, they just stick a prop on a table and they go, we'll just talk about that later. <laughs> so there's a few things in there like that. Uh, the first one I threw in here because I was offended. It's a cast note. Alexandra, Ashley's baby, who she had in her last episode, uncredited rude unknown baby as oh alexandria i was like dang it this baby needs to be credited that was work <laughs> that is like child labor right that's what i'm saying um it really doesn't mean anything but i just i, was I like, think it means something <laughs> if my baby was doing work and she was not getting credit for it no 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 I she would no in. longer be a part of it that's right okay Deleted things. Holy hell, there's a lot of deleted things in this. Okay, so in the original cut of this episode, the opening shot was of a messenger dove that was battling its way through a storm. That's a reference to that old uh, episode with the doves, the whatever North Atlantic mm-hmm. dove that they made up. Mary Margaret was trying to release to her to the its family. Uh, it was a dove battling uh, its way through a storm to get to Maurice's castle to deliver bad news about whatever was going on. Uh, it turned out that the CGI was just too much for them to do. And they were like, okay, don't do that in post. They cut it. Uh, there was additional material involving Mr. Gold's enforcer, um, the dove. He has a, a dove. Uh, most of that entire story completely cut out. There's another thing about a messenger dove that brings news about the ogre wars. The ogres have fallen back. Bell's family is safe. Rumpelstiltskin gets distracted. And then Bell tries to escape by sneaking out the door. And then she finds herself like in the same room. It's like one of those like trick rooms, right? Um, and she, and then Rumple explains that you know she can't escape because the whole thing is enchanted. In the episode script, it says um, this is the segment where she chips the cup. Remember we talked about that briefly, where he had oh, he has the chipped cup. Yeah. So she like bumps into the table or something, and then the the cup gets chipped. Uh, it says. That Rumpelstiltskin also explains um, that the ogres are superstitious and greedy. Uh, and then with a few whispers and some gold, uh, the deal was done, as it says in the script. So he like kind of went in there and, and messed with things. Uh, when Bill tries to then escape going through that room, she enters the door in the backside of the room. And then Rumpel explains to her that he took these like magical precautions basically to prevent her from leaving. All that stuff was kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, Robert Carlyle, who plays Rumpelstiltskin, said it took about two hours to get the dove that was bringing that news to land properly on his finger when they filmed it. That whole scene ended up getting recut and they just have like, I think you can like see a cup on the table or something and they just don't talk about it or whatever. It's a lot. Like, isn't that crazy? Like that they just like completely were just like the whole scene. It's got to go. They cut it because they probably didn't credit the dove and the dove was like, I'm out. Yeah. The dove was like, "Uh, where's my union rep? 
I'm out of here. Uh, let's see. An extended version of the scene where Bell sits down at the table with Rumpelstiltskin. It features an entire segment of this entire story about the Golden Fleece, which is another like lore fairy tale thing. Uh, and it's in his castle. Uh, in fact, the hidden details said the Golden Fleece uh, from Greek mythology can be seen along with matching golden uh, a matching golden sheep skull, which is from the Shepherd episode. Uh, that's stuff that we see. Oh, okay. So instead of having, this is what I was talking about. So instead of having that entire scene where they talk about where the golden fleece comes from, they shot all of that stuff and they cut it and then they just put the golden fleece up. They have some shots of it in the background. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an Easter egg in there and they end up referencing it much later in later future episodes, but they just cut it from here. Um, Bell attempts to tug off the, there's a like a big mirror that Rumpelstiltskin has and she tries to pull this cloth that's covering it off to prove to him that he should look at himself, that he's not a monster. Uh, and then he has this very big moment of like stopping her before she does it. Uh, and he's like pressed up really close against Bell and then he reveals information about his son and Balefire and the previous episode that we've seen. Cut the whole thing. Because we've seen it, I guess they kind of didn't feel didn't like didn't want need to, to reiterate the story. it yeah but it really it was a moment between them of him kind of like opening up that which is why they did it but they ended yeah. up just scrapping it for other stuff um there's a sequence where mr gold deliberately misleads emma by uh sending her on because remember emma's suspicious of him for trying to be a vigilante right so he misleads her and sends her on this wild goose chase and then he goes and kidnaps this guy mo french who he's chasing in storybrook and in the editing room, they were just like, we don't need all of this like back and forth Benny Hill stuff. So yeah. they just like cut it and re and rearranged it. So the reason why I'm bringing up any of these things is because the version that we're going to see, knowing that these things are missing where those holes are, might almost be the, the same thing as like reading a book of a scene before you watch the movie, mm-hmm. where you have a little bit more background of like what it was supposed to be and then how they changed it to cut it down. Might it might be interesting to see how they fill in any gaps that you might see or yeah yeah Uh, for the Valentine's Day bit uh, looks like Archie and David spend some time at the bar while Mary Margaret's off uh, on her girls' night. It involves a discussion between Archie and David about his relationship with Mary Margaret because he's a therapist, right? According to Raphael Sabarge, who plays the um, Archie, this scene was deleted because the episode was too long. The scene can be seen in promotional pictures for the episode. So probably trailer stuff. I don't know if they showed it in that trailer, but like for a lot of times they do these little TV spots where they like during the week leading up to the episode where they'll yeah. show little snippets. I think it was, it showed up in there, but never showed up in the episode, uh, which is kind of interesting that like him confiding in Archie might become important. And the fact that they cut it right. out, you know what I mean? I don't so, know. Or, That's weird. Or the fact that he's talking about it to anyone, like that would have meant he was the first person he would have talked to besides Mary Margaret about it. Right. Really. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that, how that plays out. Uh, and last, uh, a segment where it is explained how Emma found out where Mr. Gold was hiding, Mr. French, spoilers, he kidnapped someone, uh, how she was, how she actually found him, completely cut. And that, and that might annoy me because they sometimes when episodes are long, they end up cutting like the how stuff happens and just cut directly to like, oh, we'll just assume she knows how and she figured it out. Yeah. You know, they just kind of skip the gap, but it's fine. Um, some just like random notes. So the, it was the, the director's cut, the original first rough cut. It was 60 62 minutes long. <laughs> and then the editors had to like 
Okay, bro, you can't have this. Commercials. As, yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, Adam Horowitz's favorite moment of Bell and Rumpelstiltskin is when the couple first met. He actually was on set when that was filmed. The reason why they put that in there is because a lot of times executive producers and writers don't always go to set. Sometimes they're busy writing the next episode or the executive producers are doing other things. So they kind of pick and choose when they're going to go on set. A lot of times it's when they they talk in podcasts and stuff later. They're like a certain guest star would be on the show and they'd be like, find a reason to go show up on set that day. Uh, Or there's like a really intense moment that they want to be a part of. So to for like. Bell and Rumpel's meet cute basically on the show um, for uh, for Adam Horowitz to be like, oh, I want to be there when that happens. It's kind of a big deal. Like that means it was important to them, too, which I kind of like. Um, there's some more random cut content in these notes, but I mean, I'll just blow by him. But so uh, Bell actually says he could be on his way right now. Papa uh, Maurice's line was supposed to be our offer must have been too small, which is important because of the context of the of the episode. Um those again they're cutting a lot of reasons out why things are happening so when that scene comes up i have a feeling i remember what that was but anyway we'll get there uh after bill comments on the covered mirrors rumple still okay so the line when he's talking about his son right his line was supposed to be there are other reasons why a mirror might be covered is how that whole progression started which is yeah doesn't it feel a little bit like oh that's kind of mysterious i kind of like that Mm. so we'll see what he actually says uh in the price of gold uh, which is the Cinderella episode. It is established that Ashley, who had this baby, 19 years old. Where does she go on girls' night for Valentine's Day? A bar. <laughs> where she can most certainly not get in or drink. Okay. So we do need to remember that this is Maine. <laughs> sure. Sure. That's true. So that's normal. <laughs> Mm. I'll let it slide. I believe that's it. That's fair. We'll, we'll, we'll let that one slide. Also, in medieval times, there was no such thing as a drinking age. Yeah, but this is Ashley in Storybook. But yes, I know, that's but... true. <laughs> so Cinderella could drink whenever age she wants. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like the justification. It's I'll like Europeans, you know? They don't, they just... Right, right, right. Totally. Uh, I mean, they live in castles, for God's sakes. They don't care about alcohol. Yeah. Okay. This, I just thought was adorable. For the segment where uh, an angry Rumpelstiltskin shakes Belle, Robert Carlyle kept asking Emily if she was okay <laughs> because he wanted to make sure he wasn't pinching her too hard. It's like the cutest thing in the whole world. And what's great, that's before intimacy coordinators because that like yeah. became a big thing after the Me Too movement. So like, yes. he just did it on his own. He did it on his own. He, he just, he, he, was, he was concerned, which I really like. He's a good guy in real life. Uh, he really is. He's so sweet. And he's an amazing actor, too. Um, this was some cut content because it was really dark. Uh, the scene where Mr. Gold, he beats up the kidnapped person, right? It had to be trimmed down and edited, like re-edited, because it wasn't family-friendly enough for TV. Like, the oh beatdown was too really? violent. Yeah. So they had to, like, reimagine it because it was the original cut was not going to make it, like, past ratings. Which I was like, wow. <laughs> that's kind of, that's pretty dark. Um, so here's here's a bit of, of the different Rumpel story. So Jane Espenson, right, the writer. Uh, the episode was originally supposed to be more about Rumpelstiltskin choosing power over love. 
which is which would make sense for his character. Uh, it eventually evolved instead into a story where he, instead of choosing power over love, he believes that no one can love him. He calls himself a monster and he he just pits him. It's, it's a, a pity thing, right? So instead of actively being like, no, I made this choice to have more power and love isn't important, you feel a vulnerable part of him that wants to be loved and can't, which is a very different way to drive that character. Right. So that will be interesting to see how that informs some later decisions that we see made on his character's writing uh, about his motivations for his decisions and stuff. Um, <laughs> what else? Some more cut content. When Belle is banished from Rumpelstiltskin's castle, you can see, oh, you can see the tea set and the chipped cup inside the dungeon with her. A shot where Rumpelstiltskin looks down at the cup after Belle leaves, it like falls in chips. Uh, it was cut. So, yeah, some more, that's, that's some more stuff about like just a nice moment of the chip cup. By the way, uh, I actually forgot about what was in those windows. Uh, one of the Facebook groups that I'm in showed some up close pictures of Mr. Gold Starfront. And among some other things, props that will show up later in the show, the chipped cup is in the was in the window in Hollywood Studios. Really? In that storefront, yeah. Somebody put a picture up of it, and there were a few props in there. I think the dagger's in there. The chip is in there. It's a couple other things that we haven't seen yet. I'm but. so sad I never got to see that. I know. I know. It was really cool. I've seen it, but I didn't. I wasn't like paying close attention, so I didn't like hyper look at details. I just remember the sign outside. Maybe um, we will influence the Once Upon a Time community enough where Disney has to do something about it, and they bring oh something God. Once Upon a Time related be, back to the parks. That would be... Um, if so, we will have a meetup. <laughs> oh, nice. I like it. You heard it here, folks. First, folks. <laughs> Meeting is imminent. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, there's a ton of rose references because Beauty and the Beast. We'll see them. We'll ding them every time. You'll have to drink. You'll get drunk. It's fine. <laughs> there's, they're all over the place. Like the guy who plays her dad in Storybrooke has a flower shop and a big giant rose in the logo. There's, there's oh. roses everywhere. Um, some hidden details. Okay, the golden fleece from Greek mythology is in, in the castle. Okay, we already said that. Uh, Easter eggs. Our girl Jane Espenson loves her some Easter eggs. Okay, the large scythe sitting on a pedestal in Rumpelstiltskin's castle. castle. It's based on the Slayer scythe featured in the 1997 television series Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which we have seen some of our actresses and actors have crossed over from Buffy. Jane Espenson was a writer for Buffy, so she literally put that scythe in as a, an ode to her old writing in the 90s. Uh, and then in terms of books, because we found out about, uh, what was it? Um, Jules Verne, my, the island, this mysterious island, whatever, that she mm -hmm. put in Snow's hand. Uh, Avonlea, which has fallen during the Ogre Wars, is the name of the fictional Canadian town in Lucy Maud Montgomery's novel. Anne of Green Gables. She likes like classic writing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff so, you would have in your like bookshelf in your nice yeah, Victorian home. In like a lounge in a den somewhere with a fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> like you're in your study. Um, it's also the name of a real life village in Saskatchewan, Canada, which is near the city, Regina. <laughs> like she does her research. Like she's very like, like writers are funny. Isn't it crazy? And like, no one's ever going to care about that, except like we're saying it now in a podcast. But like, they love the little victories. Uh, I can just picture any writer, but like right now, Jane specifically, where she's like watching the episode and she's like. And of Green Gables joke. That's mine. 
<laughs> like looking totally. over at the people that are watching it. They're like, you got it. Like, wait, do you read Anne of Green Gables? Get, because if on. you do, let's pause it. Hold on, plus. guys. So this heart right here. Do you see that? Yeah. And like, I don't know if she has a husband or a wife. She probably does that to them all the time. Where she's like, right. oh my god. Yeah. Do you remember when I did this? <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> hilarious uh, there's another one uh, coincidentally dahlia bella uh the person who plays young guinevere in the season four episode broken kingdom of once upon a time uh, plays the titular character's friend diana barry who is one of the residents of that avonlea town in the canadian drama series and with an e which is like a dramatization of the novel Anne of green gables so there's like a lot of little intertwined mm-hmm. And of Green Gable stuff in there. So, Jane, you're a book nerd and we love you. We do. Because we love a good reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo French's flower delivery service is called Game of Thorns. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a stretch. Jane Espenson was a writer on Game of Thrones. And that's why she did that. So, again, <laughs> the best nerd on the show. Wow. Uh, She's not she afraid likes- to commit. She really isn't. And that's like a lot of references for one person to sneak in and then they get approved and they're like, yeah, um, we're almost there, guys. I know this is this is a long haul. Uh, let's see. The book David is reading at the diner is Anna Karina Karenina's Karenina by Leo Tolstoy. I don't I am not cultured at all. <laughs> Can you tell that these words don't like roll off my mouth because I don't say them often? uh it says the edition that david is reading is from barnes and noble classic series i don't understand why that's in the wikipedia i literally wrote it in because i was like what what why who even cares um interestingly the book is a tragic story oh he's reading this book in the diner with archie right the book is about a story about a, a married aristocrat and her affair with another man so only if you're like an English lit major would you read this book and go, oh, that's a good reference. <laughs> oh, that's I mean? funny. <laughs> oh, man. And then he remarks, uh, I can't wait to see how it ends. I can't wait to find that. I have to see that part in the show. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. Uh, Mary Margaret has a copy of The Mysterious Island. Again, they put that in her hand. Uh, a golden lasso resembling Wonder Woman's lasso of truth is in Rumpelstiltskin's castle. I don't think it's actually Wonder Woman's, but I think it's supposed to be some mystical thing like that. Uh, Although the Amazons could potentially, not the superhero, but the Amazons in general could exist in this world. I don't know. The Dark Star Pharmacy is named after, they do a lot of song references here. It's named after the song Dark Star by the Grateful Dead. Like they called it Dark Star Pharmacy because Edward Kisses is like like a Grateful Dead fan. Oh my gosh. (laughs) They snuck some really weird stuff into this and it's all coming out in this episode. Uh, We're almost there. So now we're moving on to props. Uh, Pause and a pause and read section. So like what stuff says people like to pause and like see what actually is on the pieces of paper and stuff. Sir Maurice's map mentions the following locations. This is awesome. West Mountains, East Mountains, uh, Westery Plains, the Endless Ocean, the Dark Forest, Kitsis River and Tigalar River. That is Edward Kitsis and oh, I forgot her first name, but Tigalar. That's one, and? Of, the, one of the no. uh, Jennifer. I don't remember. Uh, they're writer and co co executive producer. They're both executive producers on the show. Um, when creating the chipped cup, the prop department scoured the town looking for um, these teacups, right? And they each took turns just just breaking them. They would just like go out in the street and, and toss them and, and see how to they try broke. to get a good chip. And when they got the right one, uh, they basically casted it in this hard impact plastic uh, 
and then added all the paint for the specific embellishment that they had. And that chipped cup was used during uh, the chip cup that was used during filming. Uh, Robert Carlyle took it as like a memento because actors do that sometimes. They'll okay, take random things I... from the set. If I was a professional actor, I would be such a klepto. Like, I Dude, would I steal, steal so much. My favorite okay. one of that ever in all of cinematic history is when oh they interviewed Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool. Okay. And they were like, oh, so like, what happened? And he goes, I walked off set with the suit. Costuming was like, hey, the whole wait, wait, wait. Suit? And he just, he of was like, he did. I waited, like, he said something absurd number. He was like, I waited 20 years to make this movie. He's right. like, there was no way. They would have to take this off my cold, dead body. I just walked I off just the set wa- and went home. <laughs> you just walked off? That's I amazing. love... Ryan Reynolds is one of my favorite actors. Of, he's I mean, just, he's awesome. Oh, my gosh. And he literally really like goes... They kept on trying to stop me. They were like, oh, wait, wait. Don't you... And he just kept going. <laughs> wow. <laughs> went home in the Deadpool the balls costume. Of that guy. Good for him, man. Good for him. He deserves it. I would steal too. so much shit. Dude. So they, they interviewed... Uh, there's a show on Disney Plus, Prop Master. Prop... Mm-hmm. No, prop some prop he's a prop master uh he interviewed rick moranis and he said he took the glasses <laughs> that he wears as uh honey i shrunk the kids and like many of his roles like it's the same glass he just kept taking them <laughs> he's a good moment. human he's, being in real life i think he still has oh, he's an amazing human like i think about i get choked up hearing his story about why he, he left, like, left hollywood and, and yeah, i like yeah, yeah, i cry yeah. about it oh he's um amazing. like when um, i see that like people's like costumes and stuff show up in like museums i'm like yeah the day I would let something like that get away from me. No, no, no. Not happening. No, no, no. Well, uh, it's funny you should mention that uh, because Robert Carlyle, he later autographed the cup. He had um, uh, Emily autograph the cup. <laughs> you ready for this? You ready to cry? No. He put it up for charity in 2012 in Damn September. It. Uh, it was a charity auction for uh, With Kids Glasgow, which is a charity organization focused on helping children in need in Glasgow. <laughs> right? Yeah. I was crying, guys. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. Of course he like, did. He, he took it and then gave it to a children's charity. I'm like, here's the nicest guy ever playing like the craziest little weird elf on TV. I know. Like, did you make a deal? How did they get like that? <laughs> oh, small? my God. So here's a little hidden detail. I literally wrote the note in here. It says, kill me cute. That's what I wrote. That's my personal editorial note because I love this. The card David buys <laughs> for Mary Margaret. It shows uh, a prince and a princess in front of a castle. Evidently, it reads, you are my, you are in the front, it says. And then when she opens it, evidently, as the story goes, it says, my happily ever after. Guys. Guys. I can't. And like, we know that they are falling in love. Guys, this is an actual fairy tale. Do you understand how freaking adorable this is? I love this. I I ship them so hard in real life, like way more than Snow and Mary Margaret. Yes, Snow and Mary Margaret. We ship them. Listen, this is a very progressive show. We believe in. in it gets all pretty forms. progressive, so that's true. Uh, that's true. Eventually, uh, so I put. I'm just reading this. I, I wrote these a, a little while ago. I wrote spoilers, lol, and I don't know why. So let me read ahead to what this is. It says when the evil queen makes a surprise visit to Rumpelstiltskin, he has a he has a tea like a tea set set on the table with two cups, the same set 
which the queen uses to pour a cup of tea for herself, as if Rumpelstiltskin is waiting for Belle to return. After Mr. Gold is reunited with Belle and Storybrooke, oh, that's why I did Okay. Got it. We're going to stop there because we don't want to talk about what happens yeah. in season. There's some season two stuff, but uh, the the cups and this arrangement of like meeting and I guess whatever this blocking is repeats in a future episode. That's what I was saying. That's why I was saying. Oh, okay. It's not an actual story spoiler. It's just that's going to reoccur. But the circumstance in which it reoccurs is special and awesome. So we're going to leave that alone. Um, There is a <laughs> I love this one. Here's a severed hand lying on a pedestal in Rumpelstiltskin's castle. Uh, it's most notable. Belle walks away from the cupboard. She takes out this vase. And it's even in the script, it's mentioned, where a withered hand, among other, you know, uh, magical things, are uh, objects are in the castle. We're not going to talk about where it comes from, but it will come back. It's great. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. It's like the puppets, but we're going to have to wait for the payoff. And this one's actually really good. Okay. So we'll remember to talk about that. The trident on, on the wall will come back um, in, in future episodes. Think about who carries tridents. Just saying. That's a thing. I think that's, a, uh, that's an obvious one. Yeah, uh, but it's cool that they sh- that this early on in episode twelve we see an artifact. His name is come the back for, Okay, like I think we can. Oh, well, yeah, but like it doesn't come back for like three or four seasons. Like that that's not until way later. So it's cool that we're like establishing that this world really is intertwined with like everything. I remember who plays our favorite redhead. Yeah. A weird, a weird casting for that. A very strange casting. <laughs> Freaking Reba. Yeah. Very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, The works of art that appear in this as props, they are real uh, art pieces that are on loan, courtesy of specific museums. And again, I would probably steal that. They are in those museums now. Like they just put them on say like the real ones they put imagine like the real Mona Lisa. They like pull it off the wall and they're like, we're gonna put this in Regina's office. And then like it goes back to the museum. Like it's crazy that it's the real ones, you know. I'm gonna go to one and take a picture of that and be like, saw the painting from once upon a time. From once upon a time. Some art snobs actually did this. (laughs) What are you talking about? Uh M M and oh Mary Margaret and Ashley. Oh my god. I just wrote this because it was funny. Wikipedia pulls out like Mary, Margaret, and Ashley. They're both they're wearing um, anthropology and American Eagle. Oh, and, of course uh, they are. And out of production. I was like, stop putting that in Wikipedia. We don't where care. They got the clothes from. But think about how cool this is. You just you're a, you're a, a, a prop person doing clothes or right? costuming, and then you just you just go to anthropology that day, and you're like, I'm gonna put Snow White in this. <laughs> Like, I'm going to put Ashley Cinderella in this, like, shawl or whatever. And then, like, somebody recognize it from the from stores, current right. stores that day. It's kind of interesting that they would just, like, stroll into a normal store and then, like, go on set and put that on somebody. But I guess they have to come from somewhere. This is the last section. It's goofs. We love our goofs. We still have not beaten Blue Hat and Horse Trainer no. from episode one. We don't know which, what will. That was a pilot, so that may, it may never get that bad again. But uh, when Mo French steps out of his florist van, in the background, this happened once before, you can see the clock tower building, but the clock tower is not on it. Mm-hmm. We've talked about before that the clock part of the clock tower is CGI, and that building actually exists in, in uh, British Columbia, I think, where it is. Um, 
and it's not there. So it's just like a reflection. Somebody didn't put the clock tower in, which is kind of a funny goof randomly. Uh, when Gaston knocks on the Dark One's castle door, there's a close-up on Rumpelstiltskin's face. I don't know how he did this. His entire left eye contact lens is missing. Evidently. I don't know if we're going to be able to catch that, but... That's what they say. That's so a pretty big say. one. It's pretty, yeah, huge. Also, you can feel contacts in your eyes. So why would yeah. you be like, hey, we can't start because my contact's not in. <laughs> uh, after Bell sets down the rose on the table and talks to Rumpelstiltskin, and the camera shifts back and forth between the two, the rose keeps changing position in the vase, though no one's touching it, which a lot of times that happens because when they do coverage, somebody will bump the table or something will happen. There's one person on set, it's a script supervisor, who his entire job is... Make sure all the actors are saying everything in the script. They don't have any responsibility to look at anything on set. Their face is buried in a book, word for word. And if they say something wrong, when the director says cut, they have to yell out, that wasn't the line, and tell them what the real line is. Their second job is to, they have a little screen in front of them of what's being recorded, of the cameras, and they have to look at the screen and go, hey, that bottle was over there when we started the first time. That's their whole job, their only job, those two things. So when stuff like this happens, I'm always like, Mm, script supervisor wasn't doing their job because like if somebody like takes the rose out and puts it back in they have to go to the tape and see like where it was where it fell Mm -hmm. to make sure that the cuts are right Right. so that doesn't really happen that often in Hollywood less than you would think it does yeah and then you have these famous stories of like Starbucks cups ending up in whatever Game of Thrones or some stupid shit like that yeah Uh, good lord that was production notes (laughs) production notes I'm sweating guys I'm sweating (laughs) That was the longest production notes we've ever had. Do you see what I mean about so much stuff being cut out? I know. That, that's a whole extra episode that they I'm just, just like, rearranged. I was going to say, basically. Jesus. This is, by the way, anybody who's wondering why we did a bonus episode last, last time, we recorded that episode the day, like hours before Isla was about to get on a plane and fly away. <laughs> so I was like, we cannot do this giant long episode right before you like have to pack and like get your kid to it. Like it was too much. So this is why, because there was a lot going on. <laughs> uh, so the last section we do before we actually look at the episode is very quick. Uh, there's a lot of Lost crossover in the Once Upon a Time lore because Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz were writers on Lost. So we have a section dedicated to that called What's in the Hatch. Uh, we just go over all the Easter eggs for this episode. Um, so this one, this episode obviously marks the very first uh, sighting of a uh, lost Emily character. Draven, an actual lost character. This she is plays the biggest Claire hatch Lilton. ever. This is probably one of the biggest ones. And there are other, uh, obviously, other lost characters that appear. We've already seen uh, Charles Widmore show up as King George. Mm-hmm. But this is the first main character that's come over as a like, main character from Lost. It's and real if big. you haven't watched Lost in a while, then she is infamous for my baby my baby my baby anyone my my baby. Baby. the entire show like literally the whole show she's just yeah um but she is an amazing actress with a little delightful aussie accent that everyone mm-hmm. loves that's what's been going on on in the facebook groups uh recently is everybody's like i don't get why people don't like it i love bell's accent they're like because she's really australian they told her just have your normal accent it's which is something that they do on the show so often where everybody they just do. has the most random accents with no explanation and i kind of like it yeah and they have like interracial characters like playing characters that are traditionally white it'll be like a black or spanish actress or something like that they do a lot of like kind of mixing of the stories which i really enjoy um 
It's very progressive of them, even in 2000, whatever, 11. Uh, the number 23 is going to be on a, a door by the entrance to the psychiatric ward at the hospital. And then the number eight will appear on a door in the hallway. So we're going to look, look out for those numbers. Those are probably going to be pretty small. So I'll see if we can, if we can catch those. Um, so after all of that, under an hour, I think. <laughs> uh, we're, we're done with our pre-show. Um, and now we are, we are getting into the audio commentary portion, which is what we call our watch party. We're going to be listening out for, for this line in reference to the skin deep title. Uh, you're a coward, Rumpelstiltskin, and no matter how thick you make your skin, that doesn't change. That's what we're looking out for, for Skin Deep. Uh, but for now, we will bid adieu to YouTube So land. sorry for yawning the entire time. It's late and I'm tired. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> I likes to keep things honest. I had a totally rough okay. day, okay? I'm it was a, it was a, it was so rough, tired. And rough, for some reason, this last hour crashed. I'm like... It's okay. My my production notes were not keeping you awake. It's totally my fault. Anyway, we'll see you guys later. Please join us uh, on your favorite podcast app and catch the rest of the show. And rate us. And yes, and, and rate us and review and all those good things. But you'll hear it if you listen to the podcast. All right, we're going to watch the show now. I actually remembered to share the right screen this time. <laughs> so we don't start the episode and then you go... I can't, I can't see the episode see. and I have to stop and start it again. <laughs> I can't see. I can't see. All right. We are on episode 13. No, we're not. We're on episode 12. We're on episode 12. Actually. I know how to host this show. It's fine. Uh, all right. Skin deep. Here we go. All right. What do we got here? We got a spinning wheel. That's our intro this wow, time. Wow. Another grand. Rumple episode. Oh, there's the map already. Oh, okay. Sir, there's news on the battlefield. Okay, wait. So we talked about a clink. I have a. Oh man, I'm so mad. I got a clink sound, and it's not in here right now. Uh, that's okay. Well, what is, what is this? Nope, not that. What the? Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't know where the where the sound effect is, but. Because we have all these production notes that we're going to need to keep, like, ringing. Yep. Don't have a sound. It's fine. I'll just ring the bell or something. Anyway. Um, so, we saw that map. Uh, I think that's the map that has all the, all the people on it, but know that they snuck Horowitz and Tegelar River in there. Because her name is so wonky anyway. It sounds like a crazy river, too. Yeah. <laughs> Ovenly is fallen. Oh, my God. Oh, so no dove. They just have the news. Only he had come. Well, he didn't, did he? First of all, Emily looks gorgeous. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, not so men. We have to do something. We have to stop them. They are unstoppable. He could be on his way right now, Papa. It's too late, my girl. It's just too late. Him. It has to be him. It is really funny and strange to hear this like Australian medieval. Girl. I know. <laughs> I like it though. All right, who is it? It's nobody. If he's behind him, I swear to God. Oh, that was a bit of a letdown. Thank you, guys. Oh my God! Every time. Oh, this is one of the best ones. Yeah, I'm so 
every single oh my time. God. He's sitting in the throne, guys. <laughs> this guy knows how to make an entrance man. The ego boost him. that he must get every time he gets to do this. Like, do you think when he sees the script and he sees the entrance, he's like, fuck yeah. Yes. <laughs> like every time. My just, time to shine, I be, bitch. I would be so pumped every time I'm like, yes, man. Like, look at even how he's sitting. He's owning that throne. Oh, yeah. Ugh, Rumpel is just amazing, man. You sent me a message. Something about, um... Help! Help! We're dying! Can you save us? <laughs> His well, acting is so is. good. Yes, I can. Yes, I can protect your little town. For a price. Always. We sent you a promise of gold. Ah, now you see, um, I, uh, make gold. What I want is something a bit more special. My price is her. No. The young lady is engaged to me. I wasn't asking if she was engaged. <laughs> I'm not looking for love. I'm looking for a caretaker for my rather large estate. Gross. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's her. <laughs> no deal. Get out. Leave. Okay. Um. Maybe this is for the best. <laughs> No, wait. Also, why is he like eight feet tall? Yeah, he's very tall. Is that supposed to be Gaston? <laughs> I'm guessing. Is it? I will go. I don't know. Yeah. I forbid it. Okay. Taryn, I know you're listening. <laughs> you're going to need to add Rumpelstiltskin's giggle to the damn drink list. Because every time he does it, I want to drink. Yeah. <laughs> It's just because it's, I want to celebrate it because it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no one decides my fate but me. I shall go. It's forever, dearie. My family, my dearie. friends. They will all live. You have my word. And you have mine. I will go with you forever. Deal. No. <laughs> Oh man. Belle, you cannot do this. We're getting hammered tonight. Belle, please. You can't go with this beast. Um. I don't like that one. I really wish I was video recording this because some of my pauses are god awful. And I was, I was just going is, to say, what? I'm, I'm not Did even we pause right on. Now. Can you I screenshot it? I want everyone it? to know that I'm screenshotting this and this is going to be the Instagram picture. This <laughs> is, is something. I'm going to do it another way too. Oh my God. That was so funny. Okay. But uh, we're also going to carry on with the show. Father. Gaston. It is Gaston. It's being decided. Weird. It is weird. You know... She's right. The deal is struck. Deals. You made a deal. Oh. Congratulations on your little war. 
The gravitas that this guy holds when he when he enters a room, he's slapping swords out of people's hands, and he's yep. like, he's always got the right thing to say. He's just written as he feels to me like the magic mischievous version of Sawyer on this show. Okay, in terms of swag, not in terms of like Sawyer's always trying to get himself hurt or killed because he's got a complex, but like that. But the, the this the there's a little bit of a I don't know like an air that that Sawyer has about him, especially when he's like flirting with Kate or something. Right. He calls her freckles and he's got, he's got all these little nicknames for people and he's, and he always like enters the room weirdly. I can like see what you're saying though. Him. He is the Sawyer of this show. A little bit, a little bit. Not, it's not a direct one for one, but there's definitely some, some the villain are there. swag, I think. Is, yeah. yeah. Very similar. So as you can see here, we're getting a little bit of a uh, game of thorns, big rose on the side. So, yeah, he's bringing out a bucket of, th- of roses. <laughs> They're like, guys, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> well, this is just perfect. I've been looking for you, Mr. French. Also, I'm going to listen. That was kind of the same thing. Let's be honest. I'm looking for He's standing there with a bodyguard, a cane. He's got faded sunglasses like it's 1999, right? Like he's on the cover of an Usher album. And he's like holding the cane with two hands between his legs. And he's got this overcoat on. And then he waits for him to come around the corner and then just hits him with that entry line. Listen. And we've never seen this side of him. No. And it's and the, this, even the tone of voice, right? You know, who we hear sometimes Mr. Gold's like, oh, man, it's an old man. Like he's trying to throw people off and stuff. Right, exactly. This is a very different Gold than we've heard. It's, it feels a little bit more uh, threatening, for sure. I'll have you many next week. Terms of the loan were fairly specific. Take the van. See? this like, And he's got Igor next to Why? him here. Friggin' uh, what's his name from the Adams family? <laughs> Lurch. <laughs> Lurch. <laughs> Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. It's the biggest day of... I've got a grand in roses in the bag. Stop! You've got to let me sell them. I'm going to allow you two to continue this conversation. Oh, this is no way to do business, Gold. You are the lowest. People aren't going to put up with this. And then he just leaves. (laughs) He just walked away. (laughs) He doesn't even have to stay to be threatening. I love that then editorially the next shot is Regina like loving this. Evil it's for just... evil over here. Mystical. In the van for one more there. good measure. Well, Mr. Yeah, Fraser's yeah. just having a bad day happens to the best of us. <laughs> they named him Mr. French <laughs> because Beauty and the Beast takes place in France. <laughs> Mo French. <laughs> Very direct. <laughs> okay. Cool. But don't worry, Belle is... Australian. Australian, yeah. Makes perfect sense. I've been meaning to talk to you about something. Yeah, and the moment you have something I want to discuss, we'll have that little chat. Oh, Mr. Gold's standing up to her. Do we have a Mr. Gold and Regina squaring off? We have Regina and Emma squaring off. Or is it like Regina squaring off with anybody? I think it's just Regina Regina squaring off. In general, all right. I think it's Happy actually drink. any squaring off because we also did it for the stranger and Emma when they had their little yes. spat at the That's diner. That's true. That's true. I well think played. good, yeah, yeah. good duels. Good duels. All right. Let's uh, let's change the wording in the flyer and call it word duels. Mm-hmm. 
think that's um, i think that's a more word sparring yeah word, word sparring oh sparring. i like that too yeah 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 okay. word spar okay something yeah. you did something you need to get out in the open because it's gonna have to wait i love his little gold tooth that pops up these oh he glasses. said please he said please remember that remember the deal oh that he said you have to do anything i ask for as long as i say please again he knows he knows <laughs> Oh, Ruby. I missed your sluttiness. There it is. Oh my god, they're matching. Anna Karenina, Leo Tolstoy. They are matching. Yeah, yeah, I just started it. It's great. Can't wait to see how it ends. Uh, I can Ruby. Okay, I know. Ruby, I'm sure your belly button. Yeah, this is not not okay. (laughs) I saw your belly button. We're in a food establishment, ma'am, ma'am. Also, the way that that just rolls by like that, I think it's interesting how they slipped that in. Because if we didn't read that those production notes beforehand, I don't necessarily know that I would put anything to that. Like it just seems like a throwaway line, right? That actually has a lot of meaning behind it. That he's just like, it feels like it could have been insert book here. And mm-hmm. she was just like, oh, you got my book. And he's like, I can't wait to see how it ends. It's like how people talk about books. But it actually is literally. Also, how far is he into this book that he doesn't realize this is his actual right? Life? Because he's not on the first page here. So <laughs> is he just kind of a dummy a little bit? <laughs> Maybe know. a smidgen. Maybe a little bit. We'll see. The tables together if you guys. Oh, no, we're not no, together. No, no. <laughs> Ruby. Oh, my God. Spicy. If you guys would like to stop like screaming at each other from across the restaurant, I can put your tables together so you shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah, she's literally like, like, hey, stop yelling, assholes. Uh, let's rewind this a little bit. Oh, you got the book. Yeah, yeah, I just started it. It's great. Can't wait to see how it ends. Uh, I can push the tables together if you guys... Oh, no, we're not no, no, together. <laughs> also... She's I sitting feel like in like a booth. Like, yeah. Let's just you gotta move the booth, the booth. First of all. And just and go move all, over. The ding was for them being awkward. Just the, the awkward interactions in general. That was so if it's just like, If it's like a little bit cramp, and it's written that way. It's supposed to be uncomfortable, but it always makes me, it always like takes me out of it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to drink for that. <laughs> also, yeah, that was a lot of Ruby belly button. You know what's funny? In the wide cutaway, her skirt was pulled up. So I don't know if like she did that or someone said something right. or it was just, or if it just like fell and they shot the cutaway later. But yeah, the tight was just like, Hey, hi, I'm Ruby's belly button. I'm right. the middle of the frame. <laughs> hey, David. Emma looks adorable. It's hey. freaking Margaret. beanie. So how's your day going? <laughs> Henry's fine. Well, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> you sure? Really? He's his normal self. Virginia won't keep you separated forever. People are supposed to be together. They find a way. Oh my! Oh my God! Ooh, I was loaded. I was a little. Ew. It was a little. Yeah. Until this whole Catherine thing gets resolved. Uh, yeah, I'm it's sorry. Hard I cannot like, support this until the adultery is over. Like I yeah, cannot go. It's for hard. It. It's hard, and you really want to root for them. You really do. But it's right now. It's in a weird. And thankfully. Uh, what happened to Frederick is the next episode. And I'm pretty sure that is like when everything is gonna kind of oh, hit the comes fan. To a head so finally, this is, this is rough. God, they've been they've been. Dra- I mean, like a good soap opera. They've been dragging it on so that so that we feel this way. You know? Can you imagine the people who are waiting like a week I for know. each episode too? You know? And we, I guess we are too. 
because we're not really binging necessarily. We are waiting like a week between each one. Uh, and I also will say, I'm and I'm being completely honest here, the haircut is growing on me a lot more than it did the first time I watched it. We'll see. Pixie cuts in general, very difficult to pull off. Mm-hmm. And then she when does in pull her, it off. In I her just love her with long hair. I do love her with long hair. That's true. But th- I don't know. It's I just remember always being like, oh, and right now I'm like, no, I'm really kind of feeling it. Okay. It really does. It fits her really well. I don't know what it is yet. I got to figure out what it is. As like as I continue to watch, I'll figure it out. But I'm just like, God, she looks so like cute. Like just perf- the perfect amount of cute to be like vulnerable in this love triangle thing. And maybe it's because we're dissecting the love triangle so much that I I, I see yeah. her differently now with so much subtext, especially with the love story with Josh Dallas and stuff. Like I mean, it all it all looks different. <laughs> so he's his normal self. He's fine. He's happy. Yes. No, he misses you. A lot. Mary Margaret putting her foot in her mouth. Drank. (laughs) Not understanding social cues. He's perfectly content. Life is fulfilled. Doesn't Doesn't need need anything at all. (laughs) Yikes. Hours a day. Six hours? You take newborns because I'd love six hours off. Ashley. I didn't, I didn't even recognize you. Uh, or see you there because you haven't been in town for like <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> I lo- that's the one thing about TV shows like this. Like they, they do like randomly keep sticking people in and then yeah. throwing them away when they don't need them. And then they're like, oh yeah, she's been in this diner the whole time. That's why I haven't seen her. <laughs> Baby on the outside. How's it going? It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> I mean, baby's. I can't. The looks. It feels very high school forbidden love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It feels like, or like two people who don't know how to get together, but they're just like constantly just like eyes smushing each other all yep. day long, like in class or in the hallway or whatever. It's like Ashley sits between them and she's literally like looking around Ashley like, just to look at him. It's a lot. I mean, I, I like it though. Read your book. Is, yeah. It's great, but. We really haven't had time to do the whole getting married thing, so that's been rough. And Sean's been working double shifts at the cannery. Well, he has to work. On Valentine's Day? Yeah. He couldn't get out of it. I'm sorry, that sucks. Well, it doesn't have to. Come out with me. Let's have a girls' night. Ruby is the one who who instigates the let's have a girls' night. I feel like they could have put that in somebody else's mouth. (laughs) Anyone else? It's just not fair. Not the party They're girl. They're doing her so dirty. <laughs> They're doing her so dirty. I'm like, t- why doesn't Ashley be like, man, we should just really go out. Like, hey, Ruby, you want to come out? No? You had to be over. <laughs> where are you going to take him, Ruby? Hmm? The, the strip club? Because that's what it feels like it's about to come yep. out of her mouth. <laughs> we can all go. Mary Margaret. Emma, too, if you leave the badge at home. I'm not really in the party mood, but you guys can all go and have fun. Mind your business. It's Valentine's Day. Go be with your wife. It's a station. Right. Something's up. Gotta go be a cop and everything. We'll see how Girls' Night pans out. I mean, it's gonna be cheesy, because, again, it's so popular. Like, it's gonna be, like... But even through that lens, I mean, it's fine. 
We're watching Mr. Gold break into a house right now. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's like I forgot how to do a podcast. He has a to gun. Oh, my gosh. This is he, scary. He's got a gun. This whole house is uh, sepia <laughs> for no reason. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't know what he's looking for. The floor is creaking. And now Emma shows up. Sheriff Swan. Your neighbor saw your front door open. They called it in. It appears I've been robbed. Oh, this is his house. Okay. Didn't know that. <laughs> that was not telegraphed well. <laughs> it looked like he was trying to it rob someone. It looked like he was breaking into someone's <laughs> yeah, house. Yeah, okay. I got it. All right. So uh, so the neighbors saw the front door. And this is, again, this could be a product of some of the things like being removed from the script. You feel like I don't want this episode to get a bad score because it feels janky. Because yeah. they had to like just chop the hell out of it to get it in time. So, yeah, this might just be a result of some cutting room floor stuff. So I just rewound a little bit so that we can get this dialogue, juicy dialogue between Mr. Gold and Emma. I like how spry he is still with a cane. He's like quick. Your front door open. They called it in. It appears I've been robbed. Funny how that keeps happening to you. Yeah, well, I'm a difficult man to love. In the absence of my clink sound, I'm just going to have to use the bell. Don't drink, but this is a production note thing again we re-established through some cutting i'm a difficult man to love is the new theme instead of power over love that's yep. what that was oh cut right into the enchanted forest into uh there we can see the mirror in the back we can see this the scythe where, in the back where are you taking me? golden fleece let's call it europe my room Sounds a lot nicer than dungeon. So we get to we get to Beauty and the Beast folklore where Belle is brought to a castle and trapped. Now, granted, it was by a beast and there was a whole enchantment side of it. So the half of this that is Beauty and the Beast story is that she's in captivity without the enchanted castle. The other half of it is the Rumpelstiltskin story of him just like messing with everything. If this is his cat, oh, that's oh puppets. Oh my god, the dolls! The dolls. You got the spinning wheel. And you will clean the dark castle. I I understand. It's the first reference of the dark castle, which is important. You will dust my collection and launder my clothing. Yes. You will fetch me fresh straw when I'm spinning at the wheel. Got it. Oh. And you will skin the children I hunt for the pelts. <laughs> that one was a quip. Not serious. <sighs> right. So this is how they reshot the teacup. She drops it from that. Ma, I'm so sorry, but uh, it's it's chipped. You, you you can hardly see it. <laughs> Yeah, the whole top chipped off. You sure? Sheriff Spawn, you can go now. Oh my gosh, that was quick. It's, yeah, not a lot of transitions in this one. It seems to just like kind of cut really quickly. It's the fact that he keeps saying it's just a cup, that the fact that he like nonchalantly threw it off is super important and will become very important later on. That's right now he's like, it's a cup. Why are you groveling? <laughs> Who cares? And the fact that she immediately thought she was going to be punished for this. Right. 
and that he was like, eh, I don't care, you know, like that. That's not what she expected to. I've got it from here. No, you don't. This was a robbery, a public menace. And if you don't tell me what you know, I will have to arrest you for obstruction of justice. I have a feeling you don't want to be behind bars. Indeed not. She knows a lot about law, having mm-hmm. never been a law enforcement officer ever in her life. Like, bails bonds people, literally, they just find people and bring them back. They're not, they don't, like, study law. Right. How does she know how to be a sheriff in the first place? <laughs> Did she just, like, is that what she does? She just studies the bylaws at night yeah, alone you know, in her she's, room? Yeah, she's well-educated. I guess. All right, his name's Mo French. He sells flowers. He recently defaulted on a loan. A short time ago, we had a little disagreement over collateral. Okay. I'll go get him, check him out. I'm sure you will, assuming I don't find him. <laughs> Let's just say bad things tend to happen to bad people. Is that a threat? Observation. Good luck. Question. Intentional, not intentional. You think Mr. Gold's stupid enough to just be like, unless I find him for, uh, I mean. Yeah, exactly. That was completely on purpose. (laughs) Did I say that? Yeah, who said that? Weird. Yeah, no transitions at all. They're just like hard cutting into these, man. I like the play on Belle's costumes. I was going to say, yeah, and so now she's in the uh, traditional blue, the provincial girl, yeah, outfit instead of the uh, yellow kind of gown. ball gown. Yeah. She asked him why he spins so much. Sorry, it's just you've spun straw into more gold than you could ever spend. I like to watch the wind. Helps me forget. Forget what? I guess it worked. <laughs> Man. That's the first time you really see his a genuine look. Yeah, and his elfish humor as a coping mechanism to hide pain instead of as mischief. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could see like the real him come through for a second. Opening these. It's almost spring. We should let some light in. What did you do? Nail them down? Yeah. <laughs> so normal. Duh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> right there in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> no matter. So, thank you for doing you the it. bare minimum. The bars on the ground. Yep. In case you missed it, uh, she fell off the ladder into his arms, and then they just stared at each other for thirty seconds, and we're like, "Well, what do we do?" And then he like awkwardly puts her down, and this is like super like supposed to be sweet moment that doesn't make any sense for like any characters in positions like this, but that's what you're supposed to do in fairy tale land, I guess. <laughs> I'll uh, put the curtains back up. Uh, uh, there's no need. I'll get used to it. It's the first time we're seeing him be vulnerable, mm-hmm. too. Which is, it's funny that they slide him into this beast role, and that's very much like the beast thing. Is like, he's like big and burly and angry all the time, and then he like softens up. 
And they're doing that to Rumple now. You're right. Your man Mo ripped you off. He's all still at his place. And the man himself? Closing in on him. So, job well half done then. In less than a day, I got everything back. Is something wrong? You've recovered nothing. There's something missing. I'll get it when I find it. Not if I find them first. It's weird they would put that line in both Again. places. Like, why would he fumble the line the first time and then be confident in saying the line this time? I chalk that up to a weird cutting. Because I feel like... Yeah, that feels like a recut, for sure. That's why it doesn't fit. Normally, the yeah. edit would solve that problem. And the first and, one made sense, in the f- yeah. sense of like him doing it to trick her. Like throw her off or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, they did say that while they were talking about him like later in the episode, like sending her on a good chase so that he can do whatever, that was cut. I don't know. We'll see. This, is, this episode's going to be like that, unfortunately, I think. Why did you want me here? Place was filthy. <laughs> I think you were lonely. I mean, any man would be lonely. Well, I'm not a man. So I've had uh, a couple of months to look around, you know, and uh, upstairs there's uh, clothing, small, as if for. It. A child? Was it yours or or was there a son? There was. There was a son. I lost him. As I did his mother. So this is the rewrite of the original script of how he tells tells her about his son. So originally it was revolved around the mirror. So you you were a man once. Which comes up later. So instead of doing the mirror bit, they just like dive right into the conversation on the table with no like context. An ordinary man. If I'm never going to know another person in my whole life, can't I at least know you? Perhaps. Perhaps you just want to learn the monster's weaknesses. You're not a monster. More deflection. You're not a monster. You think you're uglier than you are. That's why you cover all the mirrors up, isn't it? There it is. Hmm? I am Sir Gaston, and you, beast, have taken <laughs> Turned him into a rose. Who is that? Just an old woman selling flowers. A woman selling flowers. Oh, they didn't say woman. that in the wiki. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good reference. Yeah. If you'll have it. Why, thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Again, Stockholm Syndrome. You had a life, yeah. well, before this. Friends family what made you choose to come here with me you were threatening my flame bro. 
sacrifice? You know, there aren't a lot of opportunities for women in this land to, to show what they can do. To see the world, to be heroes. So, when you arrived, that was my chance. Severed hand and the sword are back there. I always wanted to be brave. I figured, do the brave thing. And oh no. Oh god. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the fact that she's just cutting up this rose who used to be a person. Yep. Rest in peace. And is it everything you hoped? Well, uh, I did want to see the world. <clears throat> that part didn't really work out. But uh, I did save my village. And what about your uh, betrothed? It was an arranged marriage. I just got his finger off. Honestly, I never really cared much for Gaston. You know, to me, love is, love is layered. This is a beautiful score, too. Love is a, a mystery to be uncovered. A battlefield. <laughs> I could never truly give my heart to someone as What if she just broke out into Pat Benazar right now? <laughs> All spoken <laughs> poetry. Was he? Wow. But, um, you were going to tell me about your son. I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. Go to town and fetch me some straw. When you return, I'll share my tale. But, town. You trust me to come back? Oh, no. I expect I'll never see you again. I love this. This is really complex. This is really nice. So there's a lot of like vulnerability in there. We see a lot of looks from Rumpelstiltskin we've never seen before. He's always been in control. This is the first time he's not been totally in control. And he pulls this move at the end in classic Rumpelstiltskin style, which is to appear to relinquish control, but really, you know, like he gets it back again mm -hmm. by doing this thing that it always is. That's always his thing with his like, I guess, quote unquote victims is that it seems like they're the one making they're the making choice. They're making the really choice and the decision, Rumpel, but it's... Like, yeah. He yeah, knows the next him. move. Uh, I am going to quickly rewind just because I noticed uh, 1720 we're at right now. So I'm just going to quickly rewind to Gaston because this is when his contact was out. And I want to see if we can find it. Oh. So Gaston comes. I am Sir Gaston. There's a close-up right there. His contacts are totally... They probably digi digitally put it in. I was going to say. Left. Nothing looks different. That was a full-on close-up. No, they're both in there. No. No. Incorrect. So maybe, maybe they're saying maybe when it aired, it had a contact because when they remaster it for Blu-ray, which is what would be on Disney Plus, mm -hmm. they would have fixed it. And I gotta tell you, uh, one of them did look wonky. So I it could am be Sir Gaston, okay. and you beast him. Take it. Yeah, that. Yeah, that could have been digitized pretty easily. Okay. So possible. Possible, possible. Not noticeable well, in that two-second clip. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, we'll go back to uh, we're back to the girls girls night out, and they're all drinking, and I love that the first shot. The very first shot is Ashley with an upside down shotgun in her mouth. They're like, she's not 19. What do you mean? Mm. <laughs> first shot. Pace yourself, Ooh. Ashley. I am. This is the first night out since I've had the baby. I'm making up for lost time. She's not just drinking. She's like. You I hate that mindset. Check out those guys. Yeah, yeah. That's not great. Oh, honey. I'm also, so where are they? You're not married. And he's That's like, a good question. Where is this bar in Storybrooke? They had one bar and it was Granny's Diner. It was Granny's. That's true. I don't know. Not here. He's working. He's always working. Have fun moping. They all look great. And Ruby's dress is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy that they uber slutify her in the diner, but then she comes here and she, I mean, she's got a lot of makeup on and like hoops and her hair is like all crazy, but, but- like very tasteful. I think. What do you think? I like it. I think they all look great. I think they all look great, too. I agree. (laughs) She's right. He is always working. Well, (laughs) I said that an unpaused and Ruby immediately walked over to three guys in matching blazers. Like, not two seconds after, I'm like, so tasteful. Now, oh, never mind. <laughs> Thanks, writers, again. Ugh. I thought love would be different. Oh. Me too. Okay, better bitches. Mm-hmm. We need that, though. We need that, right? Before yeah. the redemption. Two which Valentines. hopefully will happen next episode. <laughs> Sounds like a complicated life. Oh, my God. Oh, no, I, I just couldn't decide. These are both for the same woman. So, first of all, he didn't even turn around. He was facing forward and just like with this commentary. Okay, what did these two cards say? Let me see that. Because we know about the one, right? That says you are and then my happily ever after, right? And then the other one's a cartoon that said I woof. <laughs> it's got a dock on the front. <laughs> Which, what a good commentary from Rumple. Is that for the same girl? She doesn't look like it. You know what I mean? Sounds like a complicated life. Oh, no, I, I just couldn't decide. You are my happily ever after. Very elegant in script. And it's like, yeah. and even the card looks like Anne of Green Gables. Like, it looks like old. And then the other one is literally a giant cartoon dog. This is like, woof you. <laughs> you can't decide between those two, really? You're right. Also, struggling that- with that? And your backup plan was, if anyone asks, I'm just going to be like, well, I'm an indecisive. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I like it. I like it a lot. It's very realistic, though, isn't it? I think. He's he's panicking. He's flailing. And he's not like, you know. Right. Like, you have the audacity to buy both women Valentine's Day cards. Disgusting. <sighs> I get it. I need him to make gestures towards OTP. But he can't do... I just need him to break up with Catherine. Because, <laughs> like... <laughs> Like this you know is I mean? gross. This is this is a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't feel great. And I the the faster we can get away from this and get into I know just I'm just love, so, I'm just someone that cannot look past cheating. And I'm like ew and gross. I know. And like, is that going to inform our our as viewers relationship with them when they finally do get together? I don't know. You know we'll have I mean? to wait and see. I hope not. But here's something else that's interesting. They are falling in love 
during like the worst written love story not right. worst written, but like but like a very tumultuously written love story like the beginning when we fell in love with the seven fifteen a.m amazing like them falling in love in the forest and the, the handwritten note and all that stuff but like to write to people who are it's such a dirty start like that's the circumstance that they fell in love in in the first season which is kind of like oh but i mean whatever they're still together so it worked <laughs> both for the same woman well, they're both so us. I see. Good. Well, you're fortunate you have someone that loves you. I really am. He did it again. You're fortunate that someone loves you. Gold did. Did you hear that? They're it's, so us. Did you hear how labored he was? Look at this yeah. face. <laughs> Love. It's like a delicate flame. And once it's gone, it's gone forever. He's buying rope and duct tape. Best of luck to you. Thanks. Didn't you say that there was like lists of things that like if you're cooking meth that it would be these things you have to inform people when you this like mysterious <laughs> gangster in town is just like I'll have some rope and some duct tape please. All right, see ya. <laughs> Feels a little sus. That's all I'm saying. Oh, bless uh, you. Sneezing. Oh my gosh. In public. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sneezing in public. We're not cool with that, guys. I know in 2011 you didn't know we were going to have a deadly pandemic, but you can't write. Can you imagine? Are people writing sneezes into like I TV it. shows and stuff now? I probably not. Like I know it's subtle and like silly, but I don't think that's like a plot point anymore. <laughs> Having people be like, "That's you, bless you." Nope, let's just cut that out. <laughs> no one's going to like that. Also, they just keep hammering this like, "Hey guys, that's sneezy. Did you see him sneeze? That's sneezy." Like they didn't even have to have him do that. Well, this is looks so so very yeah, dark, very dark. Mo French is now kidnapped in the back of the van that he stole. Gold is very beautifully serving creepily these lit. cheekbone looks cheekbones, right now. Cheekbones for days. Uh, he's beautifully lit, very dark in this van. And he's like driving away. Guy is tied up duct tape on his mouth in the back of the van. That's dark, man. For an ABC show. Mm hmm. I know this guy is old, but he has a cane. You can't, like, just kick him in his ankles, man. <laughs> you see, here's the thing. I don't normally let people get away. Creepy. Oh, that's the queen's carriage. Did my carriage splash you? <laughs> she looking crazy. You see her? <laughs> she looks like a clown. She busted out like, like a cartoon character. Oh my god, I never noticed how cool her carriage was though. Yeah, and very like specific. Like you can you can recognize it very easily. Like if that was going by, you'd be like, oh my god, it's queen. Yeah, and like look at her. <laughs> That's a bitch. What? That is literally like she flung a door open and was like, "Get up, get up, get up!" She's got this bright red lipstick on, and her eyebrows are like, this perfectly is very penciled. Cruella Deville vibes. I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, 
I was gonna say it felt very like Corella Loopy. You know how she was kind of a little crazy. Yeah, you know? Wing knot. That's yeah. how that. This was unhinged. Oh, no. Yeah, it really was. She's fresh off murdering someone. Probably. You know, I'm tired. And she has like a like a looks like a like a red highlight in the background. Yeah, of her I don't know what's something. going on with Regina right now. She's not in, not having it. This good is a day. weird weird vibe. <laughs> of riding. Let me stretch my legs and walk with you for a spell. Oh my god, why are you being so weird? It almost feels like you know how you see those those episodes of TV where they're playing the game of telephone. They retell the same exact thing, but from different people's point of view. Yeah, I feel like this is like this is like Belle's memory of the queen. This is not actually the queen, but this is what Belle was seeing because she's kind of like a loopy little girl. Yes, you know? and she's like, I met this woman in the forest, and she was so nice. Meanwhile, like the evil queen was just like not even that, you know? Right. And definitely well, feels out of place. Walk in the woods. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> like, not. It's not really evil queenish, but okay. You carry very little. Don't want to be slowed down. Ooh, you're running from someone. <laughs> no, she's being super Question is weird. This is very strange. Door lover. Oh, master and lover. <laughs> uh, this is I might take a risk. Interesting. You you go on ahead. So if I'm right, you love your employer, but you're leaving him. I feel like this isn't, this is, <clears throat> a character needs to externally read her mind, right? They need to be like, so who is he? You know, they need to have this banter back and forth. And I feel like it was a weird choice to make this Regina. Like it could have been anybody. It could have been an old person, old beggar on the road. It could have been random knights. It could have been anybody. Why is it the queen? And why is she being out. so weird? Well, I'm I'm suggesting it's because they're writing this for this writing is for a different character. It's for an anybody character. Yeah. And then at some it's... point they decided, well, let's have it be the queen. And then they didn't change the writing. You know what I mean? If you this feels like a new character we haven't met yet that comes out of the forest. And yeah, like, this is my part of the woods. I know everything. You know, like it feels like that kind of random character. But like also she looks amazing like just this, this umbrella and the dress and it it just is very grand like you know who cool. she's reminding me of and i thought it was corella and it is partly but it is um bellatrix lestrange from yes. harry potter that's harry the kind potter. of evil crazy that she's going evil at. crazy she's yeah being right now even the, the aesthetic of that this, the like, look very... of her right like when she was just walking yeah. down with bell i was like oh yeah, very, very that's a good point. Helena Bell Carter very of you. ornate. Like the the black is is not just black. It's not plain. It's very elaborate. It's the black and the dark. white with the pops of red. Yeah, something's going yeah, yeah. on with this. And I, oh, yeah. I might this love is, him. This is weird. I'm not cool except something evil has taken root. Yeah, she has a red stripe in her hair. Sounds like a curse to me. And all curses can be broken. A kiss born of true love would do it. Oh, child, no. I would never suggest a young woman to kiss a man who held her captive. <laughs> kind of message is that? She, she also looks like a bat. Like right. all the umbrella and Besides, the, the if he loves you, cape. he would have let you go. And if he doesn't love you, well then, the kiss won't even work. Well, he did let me go. Yes, but no kiss happened. And a kiss. A, a kiss is enough. He'd be a man again. An ordinary man. Oh. <laughs> True love's kiss. 
I get it. <laughs> this is a Reg- where in the timeline is this? I, I don't gotta- know, but Regina, not Regina, Evil Queen also does not fill in gaps, which I think is what's really throwing me off. She's okay with sitting in silence and yeah. has this whole time. I love and that, now- actually. I do, too, because I feel like she knows what she's saying. And when she makes a statement, she lets it sit. And this evil queen right now is like, can't have a silent moment. Like, it's very playful. You said this is this. I don't I don't. The crazy thing is we already know that in the timeline of like the genie, we saw her, the genie become the magic mirror and all that stuff. Right. That that was. (sighs) Snow is young. Is this before that? This can't be before that because she's all in black and she's on her own, not with Leopold. So this is definitely after the Leopold stuff, which means it's probably after she hates snow. But she knows Rumple because why would she be? she be like, you should kiss him. Force totally feeding this. You should kiss him because if you kiss him, he'll be an ordinary man with no powers. And I bet she's trying she to wants get him that. to undo it. But we don't know where her crossing over with Rumpelstiltskin is yet in this context. I so just think this is weird writing. This is a little bit jarring. It's a little bit jarring. It's not super clear. But and this again, is one of those things that is it the Ross has done. I maybe, but everything they're suggesting was cut was revolved around Rumpelstiltskin's story. Yeah. It didn't really say anything about this kind of stuff. But I wonder if she's like referencing stuff that was cut. Yeah, or something. I don't, I don't know. know will break any curse she's definitely planting seeds right yes but they didn't give us any reason to care about why those no seeds we're just thrown off by it yeah this is where he starts singing evermore <laughs> back in rumpelstiltskin's castle castle oh he sees her coming back hey buck already and then he has to <laughs> he's pretending like he wasn't just staring like out he was the just reading a book you know now, that's also in Bell's story, right? Doesn't he say, finally, never mind, go, go to your, your father because your father's sick. And then she leaves the castle. And then he's by himself and everybody's sad. And then she ends up coming back. That's um, in Beauty and the Beast's story. So in... It's a different circumstance, but... Yeah, I think it in a couple of them, it's... They get into a fight and he just goes, Go. You know what? I'm done with this. And he lets her Just go, yeah. go. And that's when he gets attacked by the wolves. Right. And Belle sees it she and she makes the choice, you know, oh, I could just leave or I could save him. And then she that's right. does. That's right. So, and then she comes fashion. back in the live action one that just came out, you know, in whatever year it was, 2016, 2017. Um, he just finally is like, listen, go, go be with your dad because you're not mm. going to ever truly be happy here. And that's right. when Evermore, the one of the best live action songs to ever come out of the universe. Um, I, that is a really good one. Uh, and she so, comes so, back because of Gaston. He knows that she knows that he's going to kill him. He's going to kill him. So, yeah. So either way, we're kind Same of thing. reestablishing like the letting go and coming back part of Belle's story and letting her choose to come back instead of forcing her or whatever. I just like that. He's like, oh, I didn't even know you were coming back. I was just watching TV. <laughs> like He's just like hanging out like he wasn't just pining after her in the, like a Twilight movie. <laughs> good. Good thing. I'm, uh, I'm nearly out of straw. Hmm. It feels like the old Rumpelstiltskin. The mm-hmm. old kind of bumbling. I'm happy that I'm back. I'm not unhappy. 
He is acting like the original Rumpel. Uh, you mm -hmm. promised me. It's very story. nuanced. Did I? I don't know about this. This version of Rumble feels so. weird. Okay. To their point, the story about I chose power over love would have... I, I I can see why they started with that. I feel like that would have been a more interesting story than, you know, I'm, I'm a monster and I'm in a cave and you can't love me because I'm, I'm a monster. Like, it feels a little bit uh, weak for yeah. the character that they've already portrayed to us that he is. You know what I mean? We do find his progression between this period and when we first met him. Like, we have all that to go to, like, learn. But this feels a little, hmm. you know? I must mm -hmm. this. Nothing more to tell, really. And since then, you've loved no one. And no one has loved you. Yeah. wasn't going to. There's a lot of great acting going on here. It's a moment. I feel like I'm interrupting. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't be watching this. I know. I feel like I would be like, I gotta give you guys a second. <laughs> I gotta walk away from my screen. <laughs> She's going in for it. She's going in for it. She did it. She laid one right on him. For the record, it looks like a terrible kiss, but I get it. Yeah. What's happening? Oh shit! He's like. Kiss me again. It's, it's working. So he's like literally like ungolding. Any curse can be broken. Who told you that? Who knows that? A good little piece of CGI there. They put his face on top of his face in CGI. You can see it was a little little jelly. But the, he like ungolded for a second, turned into a dude, yeah. like a normal guy, and then somehow like unwrapped his way around it and got back into Rumple Gold again. That was kind of crazy. I don't remember that happening. I don't, I don't know. She, uh, she, 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 she. You we all know. Evil soul. This was you. You turned out against me! You think you can make me weak? You think you can defeat me? Who are you talking to? The Queen! Your friend, the Queen! Oh. How did she get to you? The Queen? I don't I knew this was a trick. I knew you could never care for me. There it is again. Oh yeah. You're working for her. Or is this all you? Is this you being the hero and killing the beast? Shut up! This means it's. I wish that her father didn't say the beast line the first time, and that it would have been so was much better. Time. Is this the reveal? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, it's so good. Yeah. That, that was power. That was a powerful way to deliver. That I line. agree. Mm. Shut the hell up! Why won't you believe me? Because no one, no one can ever, ever love me. When you're spitting in my face like that, definitely not. So that is our non-drink clink opportunity. Of That's when he was shaking her so hard and screaming at her. And then they would cut and he'd be like, oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> Every That's take. That's so sweet. <laughs> Which is so super duper sweet. Robert Carlyle, we love you. <laughs> that too, I think. She's like, I don't understand. I was just trying to put a move. <laughs> yeah, like a way to shoot my shot. Yikes. <laughs> 
It's a rough way to get rejected. Uh, we're establishing in this episode, I think for the first time, that Rumpelstiltskin has kinetic magic powers, meaning that he could physically move things without touching them, mm-hmm. like waving his hand and doors open and close and stuff. I think this is the first. We've already figured out he can transform things and he can make things appear, but I think this is the first time we've established he can physically move yeah. stuff in space. I don't know if that's important, but I just remember like, oh, we haven't seen that before. Okay. Let me explain you. Oh, well, that is fascinating. He's about to get a beat down. Truly fascinating. This is kind of scary, honestly. I'm gonna let you breathe in a second. Yikes, he's pushing the You're gonna say two sentences. First, he's gonna tell me what it is. So this he's is pushing aggressive. his cane on his throat right now. This is very, and it's, it's, uh... The tone is a great. It's not just the action. It's the yeah the anger the behind it. That's a little bit a lot. The second is gonna tell me who told you to take it. Do you understand the rules? Good. Let's begin. Did you see how much the cane was bending too? Nice right. little piece of prop work there. Yeah, it's intense. Oh. I needed that vamp. <laughs> I see. That is not a good first sentence. Ah, gold. Listen. Tell me where it is. Stop. Tell me where it is. Interesting. So you see how they're cutting it? They're cutting the motions, but they're not cutting like the the result. Impact. They're like yeah. they're like cutting around the violence, which is a, that's a good solution for oh. it. It wasn't my fault. My fault. It's still what are you dark. Talking about my fault. You shut her up. You had her love. And you shut her up. She's gone. She's gone forever. She's not coming back. And it's yeah. not my You are her father. Wow. This is this is This sad. is really dark. This is the music? Yeah. The parallel of him smashing in the enchanted forest. Yeah, so he's smashing up the castle while he's beating up the guy and they're cutting back and forth between the two. Stop. Oh. This is, yeah, they don't, they just Emma shows up. They don't even I know. They cut out how she figured it out. Because they didn't have time to I don't want to spoil readings, but this this has affected the this has affected the episode. Yeah. Which is sad because Belle, her first Bell. I know. Um, um. Picked up the one with the chip. And then he put it down. That's why the whole, it's just a cup, why does it matter? Right? That becomes a thing. Because he got hurt, now the cup matters. So now we're back at the bar. Girls' night's really working out for you. For girls' night. Thought it would make me feel better. Yeah, how'd that work out? The truth is, I need to be with my guy night. Hold on. Can we? Thank you, public service announcement. Can we normalize a be with my guy night? I love that. <laughs> Can we that. do that? I love Thank that. Thank you. I love that a lot. Not you, Mary Margaret. <laughs> but you, Ashley, you are allowed to have a beat with my guy night. Listen, it's not her fault, okay? She, honestly, Mary Margaret is actually less at fault than David. David's pushing it a lot. It takes two Mary Margaret is... Up. 
Yes. Oh, well, I would, I would argue that it was more her fault for the picnic. All this because she was just like, oh, I'm just letting it happen. But David is very much taking the aggressive initiative. In Leave most your wife, cases. David. Yeah. And, and this is not an away. attack on Mary Margaret. It is an attack on the relationship that she is in right now. But she is she is enabling it to a certain degree because she wants because she wants the relationship to happen deep down. And it's and it's really not her responsibility to fix it. It's his. No, but I know we're going to press play and she's going to be like, I do know what you mean. I wish I could have a guy and I right now. And I'm going to be like, oh, let's test that. He's never around. No, she's going to she's listening. She's a teacher. She's listening now. all day. I mean, what's the point in being together if we're not together? Yikes. <laughs> get it. Good writing. I get it. See? Loving someone you can't be with. Oh, okay. She is making it's this a terrible, herself. terrible burden. True. I called that. You did. You know what? This is a bad idea. I should, I should go home. Ashley. Ashley, no. She Sean? can't know. Hey. Oh my god. This asshole showed up with the roses. Oh no. And I'm like, they're going through a very difficult season right now. Like, new yeah. baby. I get it. I know where she's and they're coming young. from. They're where you're like, my relationship is over. Like, I just had a baby. Like, he's never gonna like love me like that again. And like right, she right, shows right, up yeah. with flowers on her girls' night. She it's shows so up cute. two girls. Which dangerous move, by the way. I know, but it's so cute right now. To show up to Girls Night and interrupt and be like, I'm being romantic when like Girls Night is usually I need space from you. That's not in this case necessarily, but like that but could look be misinterpreted. At him. No, I love this. I, I I really do. I honestly do. I thought that you were working tonight. This is major major I plus am. points for me. It's my break. It was his it's break. My break. It was my break, so I got flowers and had to look at look at the girls just gushing over him. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I love and this. Ask you something. <gasps> oh, he proposes in the middle of Oh my god. Will you marry me? Bro, you showed up to girls' night and was like, yo, I'm on my break, so I'm gonna propose real quick and then go back to work. I just wanna say I'm anti night? proposals on major holidays. I really I don't like it. Sure, um, yeah. but this is in I this am case, making an exception. Totally okay. I'm making an exception for Ashley and John. I honestly next to the surprise David and Mary Margaret kiss, which let's be honest, at the time we were totally for. <laughs> we were. I will not agree or disagree. We hundred percent no, don't I will even agree. Lie that was the that. best part of the whole day. Yeah, no. <laughs> like we because we needed that at the time, right? And then it just got worse. It's like, when because they make we me think about what's going on. Like this episode, the reason why their relationship is so cringy is because they every time they talk about their relationship this episode, it's about how they're cheating. Yeah, it's like keeps reinforcing it. And we never see Catherine either, which they're like like the kiss that had like, nothing to do about how David was full on married. That was just like a very romantic moment. This yeah. where she's like why can't we be together even though we're together and David's like I'm picking out two cards for the two women that I'm sleeping with <sighs> yeah, gross no, you're right. it's it's too much yeah yeah no you're right decision wise it it is and it's not bad writing it's it's just uh, they're forcing the infidelity down our throats which but they have to they do they we have need to, to make hate you, it yeah we need to hate it but you're right because of that I do I do hate it like like I'm supposed to but this is adorable this is freaking amazing is a look at his dimples man look at, I just, know. no homo this guy's a he's a handsome dude <laughs> look at this look at this cute little he's prince so face he's so cute so good 
Let's see if she says yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? She'd be like, no, get out. <laughs> only have a 20 minute break, so. Um, He's really on break. Time. He wasn't kidding. Man, I really wonder if they they know that they're shoving sour taste in our mouth with them David Mary Market stuff, and we had My that beautiful kiss. I take a ride before I head back to work. Take a ride. So much of a date. It's the best date. It oh my is God. the best date. Oh my God, I love oh my it. God. And your carriage awaits. Just be with your oh, my dear. Your carriage so awaits. So romantic. I can't right now. I can't. Look, Mary Margaret's into her whole eyes are teared. Ruby's like mine like, right I'm going to go find those three dudes and see if they want to go back to my Oh my God, stop. room. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, that's romantic. I want that. Hey, take me to your room. <laughs> we are doing Ruby dirty too. We can't. Okay, well, listen, doing. they're doing it to us. That's true. Uh, I loved everything about that, that scene. That was beautiful. And I loved it. This is why. Alicia from Liverpool. We don't watch the episode before. I was just thinking too. I was like, if I had watched it beforehand, we or either one of us, we would have known that the episode had some problems. Not just because of the the deleted scenes, but like we can tell the stuff mm-hmm. that suffered because the cutting was bad, so that we wouldn't hype up the show and then watch it and go. Wah, wah. But then that moment, not knowing that that moment was coming, paid off a thousand percent. Because I'm like still a little, you know, was- you get like. Like chill, shaky when yeah. something like exciting happens, you get goosebumps. I'm like smiling. I, goosebumps. I know, I really am. I really do think that they're like shoving this like sour taste in your mouth from them. And the last good thing that we saw, like this, felt the same as that kiss, exciting and great. And David and Mary Margaret have now gone down this like kind of really rocky road. So it wasn't too long before we have another moment like that with different characters, where it's like it feels like true love is like popping up and blossoming in Storybrooke the way it does in the yeah. entire forest. With different cases. Not just them that have a happily ever after. Right. Technically, it should be all of these characters. So in Storybrooke, it's interesting that like that, We're watching it that would have happened if Emma wasn't in town. And remember the first thing that Henry said, Emma changed something yep. when she came here. And it's taken a little while. Because people are getting their happily ever afters again. It's slow. The kids are finding their dad. The, you know, these two got reunited. She had her baby. Everything's fine. They're, you know, now they're getting married. It's like things are starting to happen slowly. It's just, I don't know. It's great. It's great. We also still haven't seen Belle. Where the hell is she? <laughs> I know. She's not here. All uh, right. I'm like, okay, let's see what's up. So Mary Margaret is now questioning her whole life. (laughs) As she should. Storybrooke Hardware, apparently, is where he works. There's a hardware store. Oh, my God. How's girls' night? (laughs) I wanted to do the same thing and show up to your girls' night and make a grand romantic gesture, except it's gross. (laughs) I wish. I don't know. I don't know if this happens. I wish he would give her the wrong card. (laughs) (laughs) I woof you. I will feel. And she opens it and it's like, oh dear, whatever her name is, Christine. Oh my Catherine. god, Catherine? Yeah. That's if what she I wish happened. swapped the card. Yeah, that would be perfect at this moment. That's so sad, though. All right, David? Let's, let's see what's going on here. Why are you yelling? Yeah, that was really loud. What are you doing here? I knew you'd be here. And I, uh, I wanted to give you your Valentine's Day card. Inappropriate. Check up on me? Maybe a little. This is not as romantic as what we wants. I'm sorry. Did you hear that? I'm sorry. I didn't want you finding someone else problematic. Bro. Uh, Yeah, we got issues now. You got some issues. I mean... Just press play. Just press play. They're writing it right. 
Like you? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh my god. You called it. <gasps> is that what it is? I like called it. It says I woof you. He pulled the wrong one out. Catherine, I woof you. Oh my god, you called it. How did you do that? You <gasps> did it. I'm so proud of you. Oh my, oh my I god. need to use more sound effects. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't use this one. If you feel things getting sexual, just say... Shut, Shut it, it down. down. <laughs> wow. It, I, I can't even play. I'm stuck. I'm literally stuck. How did you do that? I don't know. I I'm just sorry. Thought, Audience, this is a real time reaction. That could ever. <laughs> is like right after watching true love happen. And then for him to say, I don't want gesture. you to find anyone else. And she goes, like you. And the card says, Catherine, I wolf you. Also, that's a vile card. Terrible. A, a completely so emotionless, much. awful card. Catherine, I wolf you. So, sorry. I meant. Oh, God. I meant this one. Oh, God. No, no, no. no. She should just slap she, him and walk I away. No, just. She I, should slap him around, and leave. Turn around. There's no words that needs to be said right now. I am a, oh no, this, this hurts. Okay, this is a brilliant piece of writing. This really is because they've just brought us to this place where they've like tried to mirror and make, again, we just referenced like the best moment between these two characters referencing what just happened between Ashley and Sean. So to then put these two characters right next to each other right after that just happened, you're like, oh, the same thing's gonna happen. And then it like is the worst possible thing. I completely, thing. just press play. I'm wrenched. My soul is. I always wrenched. thought that if two people were supposed to be together, they'd find a way. But David, if this is our way, I think we should find another one. Mary Margaret. I think you should go home to Catherine. I know. Oh. I would have rather that line be nothing. Just listen to her say that, and then he look at her, and I know. What the fuck do you mean? This I know. Terrible. We know you know. That's oh, this hurts. This hurts. Oh it hurts a lot. God. They are there. I wonder, Jane Espenson, girl. We need to have a talk. <laughs> Honestly, this girl, Jane Espenson, seemed like she spills the goddamn tea, and I want to have a lunch yes. with her. Seriously, like this is she is holding. It is a it is a hallmark of a good writer who is not afraid to make you hate, not afraid to make you wallow and cry and feel all the negative feelings. It's not a writer's job to keep you happy. It's a writer's job to make you feel. It doesn't matter what the feeling is. And boy, is she doing a job. I mean, hands up. Just, I got to give it to her. I know, I want to talk shit with her. If we're reacting this aggressively to it, I mean, that's just... She, I know it's a it's a hot take, but like hating it this much is a good thing. Mm -hmm. If you can if you can understand that weird irony, right? But it doesn't mean I'm going to give up. Mm, I don't feel good. That way. This is terrible. I hope so. This is not even hard. The way just Guys. the way is get a divorce. It's not like Guys. it's an impossible thing to do. That's a little weird, but it's fine. The, honestly, they only it's because you know the first season. Be still we're hanging. 20, on, we're know, hanging on to this. Ten episodes and I get left, it, so they're just like drawing it out. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. 
she should have just walked away. I mean, she's that's like a little bit in her character. She's a little, little. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I. So I heard you managed not to break anything he needs. You're lucky, Mr. Gold. You got a funny definition of lucky. You have a funny definition of justice. What did he really do? He stole. That reaction was about more than taking a few trinkets. You said something about how he hurt her. Do you see how this was most definitely shot at like five in the morning? Right. How flat her hair is. <laughs> I'm like, this girl looks cute in every single scene. What happened here? Yeah. <laughs> this was an all rough. night thing, and now she just needs to go to bed. Yikes. This is me if this was a recorded live show. <laughs> Guys, uh, Emma at 30 minutes and 57 seconds is uh, a live feed of Isla <laughs> during the recording I'm of this podcast. I'm dying. <laughs> we got it. It's okay. We can do it. What happened to her? Who was that? What did he do? If someone needs help, maybe I can help. No, I'm sorry, Sheriff. I think you had that wrong. You really don't want to cooperate. Look, we're done here. Actually, we're not. You're under arrest. I mean, obviously. You like really thought you, you weren't going to get arrested? I caught you beating a guy to death. You're damaged. <laughs> So, what are you going to do to me? Go. There you go. Go? I don't want you anymore, dearie. Doesn't even feel right to rain. I know. We're in distress right now. Inappropriate (laughs) drink. Yeah. You were freeing yourself. You could have had happiness if you just believed that someone could want you. But you couldn't take the chance. That's a lie. You're a coward, Rumpelstiltskin. And no matter how thick you make your skin, that doesn't change. There we go. Boom. That is the reference to the title of the episode, Skin Deep, as in beauty is only. Coward theory. It's quite simple, really. My power means more to me than you. Which would have been interesting if on the way here, it would have been choose power over love. This ending scene would have meant something completely different. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, interesting that we know that stuff from the production notes beforehand because this is this has a different meaning now. No. No, it doesn't. You just don't think I can love you. Now you've made your choice. And you're going to regret it. Forever. All you have is an empty heart and a chipped cup. Chipped cup again. 
so sad. She is stunning. Great She's actress. such a great, such a great actress. That was a monologue for the for the ages, That was man. waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. Useless Sorry. and disappointing. Wow. From the cinematic masterpiece, A Cinderella Story. That's right. Hilary Duff. Thank story. you so much. Converse. That's all I remember that movie. Sorry, I that auditioned for um, my high school like productions with that monologue. So really, it's yes. a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, she. Uh, that was masterclass right there. And uh, and and it having him cup. Yeah, the enunciation, the power behind it, and having him the little nuances of the little eye twitches and the clenched jaw. Like he was taking all of that too, even though he didn't have any lines. I like, loved that he said nothing. Yeah. Yeah, David. <laughs> God. You want half? <laughs> you know, I still owe you that favor. She's nice so cool, you know. Delicious way to clear the books. Well, I don't need a reminder that you owe me a favor. <laughs> I love all of that with a full mouth of food. Like, so, I love that, like, yep. you know, kickback swag of her. When the day comes that I make my request, it'll be for more than half a second. Sheriff Swan? It's about time Regina should get up I'm letting you have 30 minutes with Henry. Oh, joy. Take him out. Bye, my scream. You want me to leave you alone with a prisoner? <laughs> 29 and a half minutes. That was not 30 seconds. Hey, do you know how to do math, girl? Hey. <laughs> Bring me back a cold. <laughs> this is once. I love this stuff. Come on, let's go. Wow. You really wanted that little chat, didn't you? Apparently, this is the only way I could do it. Please. Mm, mm, mm. That Lana Perea smile? Yep. Let me tell you. Ooh. Sit. When she is in control, you know. Like, she just broadcasts. When two it all people over. both want something the other has, a deal can always be struck. Ooh, another deal. Do you have what I want? Yes. Look at this lighting, too. Very careful, dark lighting. So, you did put him up to it, then? I merely suggested that strong men take what they need. Oh, yeah, and you told them just exactly what to take, didn't you? We used to know each other so well, Mr. Gold. Does it really come down to this? It seems it has, yeah. Do you see her talking to him through bars? Yep. Right? From the first episode? Very. Yeah. But you know what I want. What is it you want? I want you to answer one question. And answer it simply. What's your name? What? It's Mr. Gold. Your real name. Did you oh, see that little drop her head? My Yo, God. This is. It's happening. Again, the last 30 seconds of these episodes I know. are just. Every I knew it was coming too. You could earth. feel it in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, y'all, drink the rest of your drink for this scene, okay? Listen, this, this yeah, again. This is the show off like, of all show offs. When we're like on the edge of our seats like this in a dialogue scene, just drink it. <laughs> but what about moments spent elsewhere? Oh my god. Ooh. Hold on. What he said some shit about Earth. Hold on. 
Every moment I spend on this earth, that's been my name. That's an interesting way to phrase that. I, I, and she goes, moments, but like what? Yeah, that was a lot of... That's weird. No. Fine. That's been my name. But what about moments spent elsewhere? What are you asking me? Hmm. I think you know. If she... you want me to return what's yours, tell me your name. Oh, juicy. Checkmate, right? Oh, there it fucking is. Where is my sound effect? I need it. Where is it? Nope, not that one. Where not is it? that one. Wait, Bert? Where is it? Is it the oh no? No, it's not, but I'll play that. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. No, it's my burn one. It's not here. I didn't oh, the oh no one fits in, though. Yeah. Yo. Wow. They just, they got into it. Here it is. And the episode's name is Skin Deep. This is. This is juicy. Give me what I want. Such hostility. Oh, yeah. Desperation, too. I know. Giving up your big secret that you know. Oh, this. Are you. Really? And, and the cup. I told you the cup was going to be important. Sentimental little keepsake. Thank you. Your Majesty. <gasps> so, now that we've been honest with each other, uh-huh. let's remember how things used to be, shall we? Oh my God. And don't let these bars fill you, dear. I'm the one with the power around here. Power? I'm going to be out of here in no time, and nothing between us will change. We shall see. Okay, we are suddenly just back in the enchanted forest. Go get another drink and drink the whole thing again. <laughs> that is the best showdown we've seen, hands down. Even better than The Stranger. Yes. The me- Oh my god, the score right now. That wasn't the end of the episode? <laughs> I wish we ended it there. Uh, me too. Oh, that's Lindsay right. Locks. Oh my god, whack ass. I have a deal to discuss. Evil queen. Yes. Yeah, certain mermaid. But quite beautiful. Mermaid? I'm not dealing today. What? Are you angry with me? What is it this time? She looks amazing. What You're were you snuffing for this episode? So I wonder if this is the, the time after Snow White's gone, where like in order to like prep and spar for the big Snow White stuff, she's just like dicking around with all the other people. I don't she know. I wish she with. was a little less crazy about it, though, because it just it doesn't fit bad. in with her entire. I wish we had at least seen like some example of why she would be like young and and spry. And that's why she's like, <laughs> like she's like a little bit less dark. Yeah. And then we would too we would assume that like traumatic things happened that made her darker. Because she was a different kind of Regina when she was Queen Regina with Leopold, right? She was brighter and she was wearing these light colors and she was smiling a lot. And right. she, you know what I mean? So I wonder if this is like immediately after. You know what I mean? 
where she gets to be Dark Queen. I'm just trying to figure out if this is after Snow White's banished or not, because that would make a difference to like the way that she's behaving, because this is a really out of character. You'll never be more powerful than me. You can keep trying, dearie. Is this about that girl I met on the road? Hate it. Hmm? <laughs> Hate it. I mean, I get it. What she's, was her name? She's playing with her food. Like, I understand. Margie? But... Verna. Belle. Right. Well, you can rest assured I had nothing to do with that tragedy. What tragedy? Oh, so this is uh, when she came in. There were two cups of tea ready to be poured. And oh. she just walked over and poured herself one. So it was supposed to be he's like waiting for her to come back. You right. Know? You don't know? <laughs> well, after she got home, her fiance had gone missing. And after her stay here, her association with you. No one would want her, of course. Her father shunned her, cut her off, shut her out. So she needs a home. <gasps> this is he all. He was cruel to her. Old Rumpelstiltskin, right here. He locked Coward her in a tower and sent in clerics to cleanse her soul with scourges and flames. After a while, she threw herself off the tower. She died. Huh. You're lying. Am I? We're done. Fine. I have other calls to make. Place is looking dusty, Rumple. You should get a new girl. I feel like that whole scene should have just been removed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, they needed to get they needed to tell Rumple that Bill died. That's really the whole point of that scene. They need to be like because you cast her out, all these bad things happen. But that's a that's a long scene for just to get there. Right. He replaces a goblet on a stand with the chipped cup among his little trinkets. And he's crying. It's weird. I can see why the cutting was, yeah, the editing is a mess in this episode. <laughs> There's really too much story. Psychiatric Ward, that was 23. So Regina's in some kind of hospital. She brings a rose. Pretty. Well, to I this know how hard you work. What the hell? Has anyone been to see her? No, ma'am. Not today. Not ever. Oh. 
furnace room. What else are we saying? She's in like a basement or something. It's I all know. brick. There's like creepy people around. That was number eight on the door in the hallway there. Look through the okay, so if that middle scene was cut out and then this was the scene right after. And there's a young girl in the corner of a prison cell. Guess who? It's Belle. That was lost music. That was lost music, yeah. It's about damn time. Uh, woof. There was a lot going on there. <sighs> that was a bit of a dress. So here's the thing. I would have hated that a ton more and been very confused and frustrated if I had not known that it was problematic to start. They wrote a great episode and then they had to cut it up and then did all this stuff. You know, like... I get it now. Like, and knowing where it's going to go and how much more stuff is going to happen, I'm I'm glad I got an explanation for the mess because <laughs> it was messy. Decisions had to be made, but... That's fair. I get it. But, but they were tragic. Uh, so uh, after we watch the show, we like to anoint a most valuable Storybrook and Enchanted Forest player, and we call this section aptly named the MVPs. MVP. Who do you think is our Storybrook most valuable player? Sean. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> so so much happened in Storybrook, and you shouted that so quick. I love him. We stand. Sean. Listen, there's no doubt in this episode that Sean is the most valuable. I mean, he he used his 20 minute break moment. to bring his baby mama flowers. And propose and take her on a ride in his truck on and Valentine's like, Day. Impress everyone in the on Valentine's Day on Girls Night Out. Yo, easy, Sean. Sean. If it wasn't, if Sean wasn't in the episode, I would say Emma for like stopping the fight. But that doesn't deserve anything because Sean did this in this episode. Sean yeah. gets MVP, hands down. Uh, Enchanted Forest MVP. <laughs> okay, I want to get dark here. Regina. Jesus. She. She fucked with some shit. She like, she stuck her foot in it. She like really wanted to like mess. And she had the upper hand the whole time. She never got bested. She was being super weird. I know you don't like a crazy queen, Regina, but like the fact that she was being like weird and stuff and like made Belle do this thing. It's not that I didn't like it. It's that it was not her. And that's why I didn't like it. I love a good crazy villain like that, but not when it's not who they, like, I don't know. She just... My MVP for Storybrook is Chip. Chip's not, not Storybrook. Um, it's um, <laughs> Enchanted Forest. Mine is Chip. That's not a thing. It's not a person. <laughs> they Chip. have to have lines. They have to at least have lines. He moves Although, the story along. On our Excel spreadsheet, the fucking the caterer guy, they wrote that down, by the way. <laughs> The what? When the caterer that brought the food over and that set that stupid party, they wrote that down. Mine's chip. They, get it down. They have to have lines. They have to have a single line. No, those rules were not established. It's it not was, a character. It was who moves. It's not. Not in this in, in, in this incarnation. It does, he doesn't even have a mouth. <laughs> Listen, the caterer is at least a human being. Didn't have lines. That was clearly an extra, but I gave you that one. Chip doesn't have a face or a mouth. I'm not going to roll over on that one. moved the story along. <laughs> to, to, in your defense, 
I do understand what you mean. Like it, it did, it did push the characters. The in, meaning in directions was, was there. The what? The meaning. Oh, it the meaning. moved. Yes. You know, there was significance to Chip. <laughs> I hate when you do this. All Miranda, right, get it down. <laughs> it's gonna be Chip. All right, fine. Uh, I'm not gonna say Chip. This is when we're the only the only times that we're ever gonna have different people on the thing. <laughs> You're like the caterer. I'm like, no, a real person. Fine, I'll do it. <laughs> and, now, and now it's Chip. All right, fine. So uh, it's not Rumple. You said fine. Regina. That's fine. You can keep Regina. The Rose. <laughs> Not Gaston, the post Gaston Rose. <laughs> Very important symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're a mess. Okay. No, I do say Regina. I say Regina because okay. she's loopy and she and she messed with stuff and I liked it. Uh now we will rate the episode. Oh my out gosh. Of five. I'm gonna have a tough time with this. This is gonna be hard. So this is the section that we call the first annual Mr. Gold's Gold Star in the field of excellence. How many Mr. Gold's gold stars does episode twelve skin deep? Okay. Get? So this was a two point eight episode, but Point two bump up for Sean's proposal, so we're at mm. three, and then a point two bump up for the gold rumple evil queen Regina showdown <sighs> in the jail. So we're at a three point two. I give it a three point Okay. Yeah, because I I feel like <laughs> I feel like the way that the cutting I knew the cutting was bad. Cutting really bad is really really bad. And and sometimes in t- in TV shows too, you do not have time to fix that mistake. You have to move on to. And the next I get thing it. And hope like your we next have another better. week to redeem it, and like it's not like a movie yeah. where you only have that one shot. But this was it was rough. Bad. It was rough, and it, and it wasn't. I will say, in fact, no, I'm going to give it a three but. I want to give a special shout out to Jane Espenson's writing was amazing. Had nothing it was just to do cut with her. poorly. It was just cut really bad. Yeah, her, the way to. that she does not hold back when it comes to drama and oh my god. Yeah. I think the real MVP of this episode is Jane Espenson. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. Because the writing every time we were like what's the best thing about this scene? The writing. Catherine, you know? I woof you. I woof you. I mean, if that scene, I I would give her an Emmy just for that scene, yeah. just for the way that that scene was written. Perfect. Because at every turn, and I hate, I feel like I kept bumping the episode up for things. Like that was something I bumped the episode up for that just made me feel awful. And because of that, I gave it a positive rating because, but I think 3.0, I was going to give you like 3.5, but it's not good enough for that. Uh, all right. So before we go. We would like to review what we're going to do next week. Uh, this is a nice, 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 fat, long episode for the, those fans out there who uh, like the long episodes. <laughs> we love you, Brookies. Uh, we, we love the Brookies that don't like long episodes, too. We, we love, love all same. of the Brookies. We love all the Brookies. The next week's episode is What Happened to Frederick? This is a big deal. This is this. You have the mentioned next two this episode on multiple How many times? A lot. Like, so many times because they they keep bringing up like this is a pinpoint where they talk about things that happened before and after this and like what things are involved whatever um so basically uh we're about to get what i god i hope is the conclusion of the david and mary margaret stuff so let's listen to what happened to frederick's promo to become 
become a hero, a man must protect his honor. They've been having an affair. Face his fears. You lied. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Beast! Show yourself and resist temptation. I can be anyone you want me to be. One mistake could seal his fate. (laughs) (laughs) ABC's Once Upon a Time. All new next Sunday at 8, 7 central. Uh, (laughs) I'm a little shook right now. That was a lot. It was also not a lot of storybook in there. There was a little bit of... A little bit of cat fighting. You heard a little slap in there, Catherine slapping Snow White. Uh, Regina breaking the they're having an affair news to Catherine. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as to how Regina finds out. Does she like go looking for it? She's she always stumble upon it. She was right. waiting for the right or moment to drop it. She was like, it. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> ace in the hole. Uh, so I guess there's going to be a square off and then Mary Margaret crying and David being like, oh, I really want this to be behind them. But then that looked like a siren or a mm-hmm. some kind that's of that's exactly what that was creature who comes out beautiful all like sexy and then like i can be whoever you want to be and turns into snow and then starts pushing up on the prince <sighs> that was a lot that was a that was also that was very seductive i was it was yep. like, i was like uncomfortable too because yep. like it's even gonna though be it's the even worse forest, it's gonna be even worse in the episode this is going to be hard to get through, and I think it's going to be for a good reason. Yes. I'm excited, though. Okay, uh, it's, it's, I have such conf- conflicted feelings because I, I'm excited to see how they pay off all of the uncomfortable, cringy stuff that they've put us through. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, how, But if David doesn't feel right, great. I feel like he's written on purpose, but he's written a little bit grimy, and I really, I'm like, when are you going to redeem that? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they I haven't, know. so... Oh, I I'm like it feels like ants are crawling over my skin because yep. I, I I really do love it. It's not if it was bad, it wouldn't make me feel anything. The fact that it's making me feel so much is means that it's, it's yeah. I feel much. dirty, not like this is bad. Like it's just yeah, like yeah. Oh. it's just a story, and it's 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 actually quite brave and courageous risk, a heavy risk to tell such an uncomfortable story. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's a hard thing to do. And every movie that's ever done it about like mental illness or racism or something like that we don't talk about that's uncomfortable, you know, it gets a lot of accolades because it's a hard story to tell because not everybody's right. willing to tell that story. Uh, all right. So that's our show. If you'd like to call in, it's 207-536-8512, like our friend Alicia did at the top of the episode. Uh, you can also text that same number. Uh, if you'd like to contribute to our map project, text that number and let us know your name and where you are listening to the show from. We have an email at the sbcpod at gmail.com and our Instagram is also the sbcpod. We are tired, y'all. I think it's, I think we're done, but I have good news. We know what the outro is, but I then forgot to tell Isla what it was before no. we taped so that we had this prepared. Uh, all right. Guys, everybody, everybody's listening right now. Okay. Earmuffs. Don't listen to this part. Okay. Do you have earmuffs on? It was a trick because if you could hear me, then never mind. Uh, so it's uh, all magic comes with a price. And if all shows come with a podcast, then we're glad that we are yours. Right? Okay. So like, so like you'll say one part and then I'll say the other. Okay. okay. So you say, you say the first part. And okay. I'll say the rest. You got it? You ready? Okay. We're good. Okay, well you can you can let go of your earmuffs now, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, everyone, we'd like to say bye, and this is how we say it.
All magic comes with a price. No. And if all shows come with a podcast, <laughs> then we are glad that we are yours. What do you mean no? That's exactly it. Okay, stay gold, stay rumble. Okay, bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> See you later.